in a world ravaged by the console wars, where the wandering hordes of degenerate fanboys destroy any chance of reasonable discourse. Two bros stand in the gap, beating down backlogs and breaking the cursed cycle of hype. They are the Backlog Breakdown, and they're here to issue a firm, Settle Down! That was awesome. That, 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 that was fantastic. It's amazing what happens when you prep for the uh, for the opening <laughs> bit. I w- I was actually thinking like you know what like I could tool around with that script a little bit more and we could just turn it into a regular op- like the regular we could just record a regular like pretty much default opening so we'll we'll workshop that but hey I'm Nate you're Josh yep, and Josh. Uh, this is the backlog break uh, Nate talk pretty I'm already like like hey I I read. The, the, my little script without flubbing it, and mm-hmm. that's that's it. That's all I'm good for tonight. I didn't um, even have to fix it in post. No, no editing in post with that. Everything else, probably. <laughs> um, but this is the Backlog Breakdown. And tonight, we're joined by longtime friend of the show, Micah Gear Solid. Hello, it's me. How are you? Thank you for having me. Yeah, well, thanks for hopping on, man. Uh, Tonight, uh, we will be talking about, uh, it's a bit of a, the state of play. It's also kind of, uh, the good, the bad and the just plain perplexing. I like it. Yeah. But before we sort of get into our main topic, you know what, Josh? It's been, it's been two weeks since I talked. It's been two weeks since I talked to you. <laughs> wow. Wow. That's awesome. I completely agree, Megan. 100%. Savage. Says, no, no. She said um, no. <laughs> I will edit that in post so that is a lot louder so everyone can hear that. Everyone can hear that. No. Um, but yeah, it has. Uh, well, and it, I don't know that it's actually been two weeks, but it's time for that that time. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Micah, since it, it has been that has seriously been more than two weeks since we last talked to you, how are you doing, man? I'm doing quite well. Um, yeah, uh, I guess same all, same all. You know, just raising these three kids that I have. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, you know, that takes up a lot of time. Um, yeah, same all. You know, just uh, kind of getting used to the to the new house that we got. Uh, I guess moved in late this past summer. Um, but yeah, things are, things are well, um, still kind of getting unpacked and settled in, I guess, but, but yeah, ready for Christmas, the Christmas trees up, mm-hmm. I guess that's something we did the past couple of weeks, went and got the tree, got the lights and all the ornaments mm-hmm. and all the decorations up and all that stuff. Yeah. Kids are excited. Elf on the shelf is in full swing, sadly. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, just ready for Christmas. We're doing well on, um, like Christmas presents this year, like as far as, you know, getting them in a timely manner. Mm. Uh, so I'm, I'm proud about that. Yeah. Uh, ready for, ready for Spider-Man to come out soon. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. No way home. It looks yeah. kind of cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think so. But yeah, that, that's me. I mean, just, um, yeah, doing well, doing well. I had a little bit of. Um, I'll get into this later, maybe in the in what he'd been uh, reading stuff. But uh, my my aunt passed away uh, mm. three four weeks ago now, so I've been kind of dealing with some of that and, and going through some mourning. But um, but yeah, doing well. Um, God is good, and uh, yeah, I, I I can't complain. Hmm. If if I remember right, you said it was pancreatic cancer. That is correct. Uh huh. Yeah. That well, and I, I I think I shared this with you, but probably about ten years or so ago, my aunt Laura, 
pass from pancreatic. And it was like one of those things where she hadn't been feeling well for a couple of months. She goes to the doctor <clears throat> to get sort of checked out. And they're like, you have stage four pancreatic cancer. Mm-hmm. And I mean, the the following two or three months just destroyed her. Mm-hmm. It was, that was, that, that was tough. Like I, I she and I, I, I'm pretty close with my mom's side. Um, not so sure. much my yeah. dad's, but um, it's not that like it's not anything super weird. It's just yeah. This is how my aunt was. It was, it was my mom's only sister. It was mm. quite close to her. Um, it was my mom's best friend. So just really hard. Yeah. Um, yeah. For sure. Yeah. She she had I think five months right in there from diagnosis mm. wow. to death. So Man. not not yeah. a lot of time. Yeah. That that that's. I mean, that is like, and I think like what what's so hard is that there's by the time they catch it almost every time it's too late it's just mm-hmm. too late like it comes on it's super aggressive and it's just like not game over like yeah but yeah but yeah. Uh, you know, um to kind of lift the spirits back up i don't want to much yeah, much yeah, yeah. Now. she did know the lord uh, yeah, 100%, so that's fabulous you know she that she's you know she's um you know her her uh husband has already passed away so she's you mm-hmm. know rejoining with him and everything so it, it was just a good celebration so yeah. but um but yeah that was kind of just been on my mind you know, obviously last yeah, week yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah totally Totally. Wow. Yeah. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to dip us back down into the trenches for a minute. Cause, uh, <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> yeah, no, well, it's, uh, last week, uh, Megan ended up flying out to the Midwest to attend the, uh, the funeral of our friend, Tim, who mm. we were refre- eff- eff- not refractionally. Uh, wow. Again, they talk pretty, but we, we called him Paul and he was basically very much a, a father to Megan. Mm. Um, and so that's that's kind of been been tough. Um, you know, we're we're glad that she was able to be out there. And I mean, he was a believer. They they actually Megan met uh him and his wife Felicia, aka Ma, while she was doing uh short term mission stuff in Haiti and the Bahamas. Um oh, wow. so and they were actually Ma and Pa were actually missionaries for a while in the Bahamas working at an AIDS camp. And, uh, they, they adopted a couple of kids and, uh, but yeah, I, I mean, it's, it's like one of those things where it sucks. Like you, and it's like, yeah, you know, like we know that he's, you know, he's in his reward, yeah. but like still sucks. Like death yeah. sucks. Like yep. just, yeah. Anyways. But yeah, I mean, it's like, it's like you said, he knew the Lord. And so it's like, yeah, that, that's, that's. Definitely one in the win column, but that's a hard win. Right. Mm-hmm. So how about you, Josh? How have you been? And he's <laughs> oh, like, man. uh, uh, uh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gosh, now, now, uh, everything that I was about to complain about seems so petty. <laughs> well, here, I'll, I'll make it real easy for you. I'm, uh, I'm in the middle of peak and it sucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hate my life right now. No, and, no. and that, I mean that's that's sort of along the 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 lines that I was not not that I I hate my life just that there there's uh, quite a lot going on between now and and Christmas so I'm yeah I'm in the mode of just like head down and power through yeah. like make sure I'm getting the stuff that I need to done um, lots of like extra days and stuff like that um, for just for for different things that are going on 
I um, <laughs> I agreed uh, to preach a couple times. So in hindsight, it's like now isn't the best. It was not like I did um, the the Sunday after Thanksgiving. So the last recording we did was right the day before Thanksgiving. So that Sunday mm-hmm. I was preaching, and then I'm preaching for the 26th. Um, uh, but that's going to be pre-recorded. That's that's a whole other thing. Anyways, anyways, is just like with the combination of holidays and extra stuff that's going on that probably wasn't the wisest decision to take on more stuff. <laughs> um, but so I'm kicking myself. It's like Josh in the past, like, come on, get your stuff together. It's like um, if you could yell at yourself in the past, you totally would. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But uh, no, so it's, yeah, it's good things. And like, I love mm-hmm. working at the church too. So I'm not, I'm not complaining about it. Uh, I, I did use the word complaining, but I'm, I'm being facetious because I do enjoy it. It's just, yeah, it's just a lot. Um, and mm-hmm. so, yeah. but then I get the week between, for the most part, the week between Christmas and New Year's off. So I'm super stoked for that. Like very much looking forward to that. Uh, right now, and I'm looking forward to thing to other things that that we have going on too. Just uh, just a lot of extra time <laughs> up at work, so so it, it requires me to budget my time even even more. Last week of school too, so there's that then for this semester at least. Mm. So you know, just yeah. just an accumulation of things. It's like okay, just got to get this done, check it off the list. Okay, next thing, let's go, kind of a thing. Um, like no no slowing down. Let's do this. But yeah, anyways, yeah. I don't, I don't know if it's as I've just gotten older. I don't know if it's because of like what I do, but it's like December just turns into a blur. Like Mm -hmm. it's the time of year where it's just like, yeah, head down, just like power through it. I actually sort of going back, I I had what I called, it happens at least once every peak. I call it the breaking where it's just, Mm. I have one day that is so awful and like, I'm just like, so just bent out of shape. And then it's like, as soon as that day is finished, I'm like, okay, like, yeah, this is going to suck. Like just lean into it. And it's like, I'm, I'm just a, like Monday was bad. Like I had yeah. to cut mail. I came back, like didn't get everything done for the day. And I was, I was mad and it wasn't even that much. It was like, I, I had to cut four stops, but I was like, I was fuming. And I was just like a train wreck. And as soon as I like unloaded and just like got everything done and sort of got stuff. And it was like, as soon as I was off the clock, it was like, all of a sudden it's like, oh, okay. Like, yeah, no, this is where we're at. Like, okay. Like, like head in the game. Like, and it's, yes. it's yeah. And it's just like, there, there's a like crucible. And then like, as soon as you sort of get out on the other side, it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Like all that stress and everything. And I was like, ah, yeah, but yeah. Now I'm just like, yeah. I I know for me it didn't it didn't hit me until like last week or excuse me like the beginning of this week like how much was on the calendar and it's not just the events that are on the calendar it's like the prep for those events too mm-hmm. like stuff that I need to do whether it's renting equipment whether it's setup whether it's rehearsals things like that so like an event turns into like four days of things that I need to do. You know what I mean? Like, right. <laughs> especially, uh, yeah. So, so we have like the special presentation of, of story and song, 
uh, Sunday afternoon. And it's like, it's, it's going to be awesome. I'm, I'm stoked for it, but it is choir, orchestra, and, uh, and a whole band as well. And so there's like two rehearsal dates for that. I got to make sure I've got all the slides and, and, and media and stuff, you know, make sure I'm setting lights for where they're going to be. And then there's the changeover because it's at four o'clock. Like our second service is at 11. We get out about 1230. Then it's like changeover on stage, all inputs and outputs, checking lines, all that stuff. Uh, slight rehearsal, make sure everything's ready so that we can go by four o'clock. It's like, oh, that's 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 pretty tight, and that's you know, like dress rehearsal day, the buddy. day before on Saturday. So yeah, exactly, exactly. It's it's like on paper. Oh yeah, no no big deal. It's just it's just one like Christmas event, and then it's like, oh no wait, no, there's a lot more that goes into this, mm-hmm. uh, and I should have uh, pl- planned for that a little bit more. Uh, I don't know. So, anyways, th- like I said, it's good stuff. I do enjoy it. It, it just, yeah, it took me by surprise and I had to kind of sit down and be like, okay, this is all that I need to do. Cause I, I, it was totally like a, a recognition of like, oh my goodness. Yeah. Like this is, this is too much. How am I going to do this? And I had to sit, sit down with my calendar to kind of block things out and be like, okay, this is doable. It's a lot, <laughs> but it's doable. So let's do it. So anyways. Well, if you guys don't have any objections, you know what I think it is it, 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 that it's, it's time. It's time, boys. It's time. It's, it's time for our... It's time. For the backlog report. <laughs> Welcome to the backlog report. So, Who's reporting first? Well, I was going to say, since Micah is our guest... Uh, Let's do it. Why don't you go first, buddy? Our guest. Why, thank you. I've got some games here that I've been playing. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been playing a lot lately. Nice. Um, and uh, it's kind of a bunch of different things. I've been playing. So uh, Halo Infinite recently just came out. It's the new hotness that all the mm-hmm. kids are talking about. You know, that Halo and that Master. Um, mm-hmm. So actually, I've been going back through the old Halos with my daughter, oh, nice. um, who, of course, has never experienced them. So um, we are going through those uh, co-op campaigns, and we're having a blast. That's so awesome. we played Halo 1. And we're in the middle of Halo 2 right now, mm. and she's just loving it. So we're going to go through 3 and the rest of them and finally get to Infinite, I guess, whenever we get to it. Um, but yeah, playing playing the old Halo games through the Master Chief Collection, which, by the way, is mm-hmm. very good. Um, I've never really dabbled in it that way. It did not, but <laughs> I'm like, it is I, you can, you can, with the press of a button, toggle between the old graphics and the new mm. kind of upgraded graphics, and man, it is a oh, wow. real difference. Um even Emily, my wife, was commenting on it. We were—I was showing her, and uh, yeah, it, it, it's a real cool package. Um, so, so, why some, would you play with old graphics? Uh, that's what my daughter wants to know. Okay, okay, <laughs> okay. I get, I get, like for the sake of comparison, like that's well, yeah, cool, just for purists but, and you know people that you know for nostalgia reasons, you know, I can yeah. see definitely why. Um, but yeah, it's a neat package they put together there. Been hearing a lot of good things about this uh, Guardians of the Galaxy game um, oh, from yeah. um, IDOS Montreal via Square Enix. And man, I got to say, this thing looked bad pre release. Like, I was like, mm. this game looks bad. Like, it just it looks bad. Um, yeah. Sorry, I'm only just using that uh, same word over and over again. But <laughs> no, it, it I, did not. It looked super generic. And not, yeah, not in the Michael Jackson way. But mm-hmm. No. Actually. Yeah. Uh, but it, it got some buzz after it came. Oh, it got some good reviews, first and foremost. Um, and then, you know, I, I saw some people talking about it. So I was like, okay, we pick it up on sale. 
shoot, this game is good, man. Mm-hmm. Like real good, way better than it has any any uh, warrant being. Nice. Excuse me. the The script, um, though they, the, the, I feel like it's like both good and kind of lazy at the same time. It's really, really impressive, especially for a video game. Um, okay. That's the like the whole overall plot and the banter that the guardians have with one another is really great. Um, and and yeah, so there's there's dialogue choices you can make that affect things and change relationships and thing things that may happen in the game. Um, good action that people I saw a lot of people compare it to uh, Final Fantasy VII remake. I don't know if oh, I wow. necessarily see that. Um, I guess I see the similarities, but I never at once at any point thought Final Fantasy VII remake while I was playing the game. Good combat though. Um, is really pretty game. So yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy is a certain recommend if you're just, you know, in for that sort of, hmm. you know, that traditional um over the shoulder kind of narrative driven uh, action game like that. Nice. Um so yeah, good game there. Uh the the last main one I'm going to talk about is um I got the opportunity to get an early review code for a game called Heavenly Bodies yeah. uh, for the Reformed Gamers. And this is a game coming out from Two Point Interactive. I'm a little indie developer out of Australia, I believe. And this game is like you're a like a 70s astronaut, like a cosmonaut out in like a, a space station. You have various jobs that you have to maintain on the space station, like getting the the uh you know the radar back online or getting, you know, taking out the old plants and replanting plants to get oxygen going for the space station, things like, like that. And um you control your two arms with the with the left and right joystick. Okay. And and you kind of grab with the shoulder buttons and you kind of grab on things and there's no gravity and you're trying to get around to do things. And it's 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 a it's a lot of fun. It reminded me um, this is a little bit of an unfair comparison, but it reminded me a little bit of Octodad, Dadliest okay. Catch. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're familiar with that game and how it is kind of um, on purpose, like frustrating to control a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, this game can be frustrating to sort of wrap your head around the controls, but. Um, if you can sort of penetrate through that, there's there's some good puzzles and like a good sort of set piece there and, and some good um, gameplay to work through. Hmm, nice. um, so yeah, that's a that's a, a you know good recommendation if you think if you like check it out, you think you'll like it, you'll probably like it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was a that was a cool game. Um, lastly, uh, just real quick, I've uh, I booted up Death's Door. I heard a lot of good things about Death's Door. Oh, dude, I'm looking at that game and I'm just like, mm, yeah, Nate Nate wants. <laughs> mm-hmm. I've only played maybe an hour, hour and a half, so I don't have a lot to say on it. But so far, um, it's like indie game comfort food. Mm. It, I, I haven't come, and maybe I'm, there's something's going to blow my mind. I haven't come across anything that's like new, like mechanically, gameplay wise, that's like, oh, wow, this is new. It's all like Bastion or Hyperlight Drifter. Like, you just know, it's just like right up that. It's like, yeah, give me that. Give me well, this is this, it's the same team nice. that uh, did, uh, what was it, Titan Souls? Uh, that is correct, I think, Nate. I'm, I don't quote us on that, but yeah, I feel like that's that's Titan Souls was like a cool little jam. I was not any good at it, and I did not get very far in it. Actually, Man. I should probably just like put that back on my Vita and start playing it again. But like that was <laughs> that was a cool game, yeah. And but this is like, yeah, I've like I looked at it like stylistically. I'm like I'm digging the the aesthetic. I just like I'm digging the vibe that game's throwing off, like. And I just keep hearing good things about it. So yeah. nice. Yeah, it, it, it's good so far. Um, it, so far, it's not blowing my mind or anything. But it's it, that's kind of just the thought I had in that first hour. I was like, this is very comfortable to play, and mm-hmm. I like it. You know, 
Um, so yeah, good game right there, Death Store. As far as what I've been reading, um, unfortunately, not a whole lot, as in nothing really. I mean, I've been reading scripture, but um, no like actual books and stuff. So I wanted to bring something that um, the Lord just been speaking, you know, kind of over me. But yeah, I mentioned uh, my aunt passing away at the top of the show, and I've been. Mm-hmm. Um, I wrote her a, my, my final note to her um, while she was still with us. Um, I included Second Corinthians chapter five verses one through five, which I'll read now because scripture is always a good thing. Mm-hmm. Yes. Second Corinthians five, one through five says, for we know that if the tent that is our earthly home is destroyed, we have a building from God, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. For in this tent, we groan longing to put on our heavenly dwelling. If indeed by putting it on, we may not be found naked for while we are still in this tent, we groan being burdened, not that we would be unclothed, but that we would be further clothed so that what is mortal may be swallowed up by life. He who has prepared us for this very thing is God, who has given us the Spirit as a guarantee. The Lord sort of led me to that scripture to to give to my aunt, and it turns out it was it's already one of her favorite passages. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize at the time mm-hmm. um, it made its way into her funeral service, mm-hmm. and it's just been a real uh, um, buoy for me right now. Um, I know she's uh, at home with her maker. And, um, the scripture just kind of, um, it just kind of, uh, you know, talks about all that and, and yeah, it's just, uh, kind of what the Lord's been sort of washing over me with and, and sort of speaking to me lately. So, um, yeah, it's just been kind of in a, a morning period, haven't d- done a whole lot of, um, other reading outside of scripture, but, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, that's been kind of my passage that I've been kind of, um, bathing in for a while now for a couple yeah. of weeks, but but anyway, yeah, that's what I've been been reading there. That's awesome, and dude. Then, thank, um, you, thank you for sharing that. That's really encouraging. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and lastly, uh, and on a, on a lighter note, um, as sort of mentioned it earlier, uh, as far as like watching things, me and Emily go back. Uh, have gone back and been watching the Spider Man movies, getting ready for Spider Man No Way mm. Home. So we've been watching the old ones, the um, not not like the uh, Tobey Maguire ones, but like you know the, the recent Tom Holland ones and stuff. I just want to yeah. say, gotcha. for the record. Mm-hmm. No Way Home, excuse me, No Way Home, Far From Home, pardon, the second Spider-Man movie, is uh-huh. so much inferior to Homecoming. It's not even close. Okay. It really isn't. Spider-Man Homecoming, Homecoming is, is banger, so much dude. better. Yeah, Homecoming um, is a banger. Like, the far script from, takes a noticeable like, drop. Like, I mean, yeah. I think in a lot of ways, Far From Home is a pretty interesting, and it's, I mean, it's a, it's a pretty interesting story, but it, yeah, it's definitely not as strong. As homecoming, mm-hmm. homecoming is just yeah. way way gooder. But that's what I've been um, consuming. Yeah, I dig yeah. it. How about you, Josh? Good uh, stuff. Uh, okay, got so I only I only have two things. Okay, one game that I've been things. playing. Every everyone knows what game that I've been playing. It's more Shin Megami Tensei Five. Um, I'm a little bit over, over fifty hours at this point um, because I'm a madman. Um, yeah. and, uh, I'm, I'm still loving it. It, uh, I can see some of the things that, that people are, are saying about the story. Um, it, like it's, the pacing is kind of strange in the game, but I'm enjoying it so much that it doesn't like, it doesn't take away from it. It's still so, um, oppressive feeling in general uh, that I don't know that the atmosphere and everything just, just continues to 
to hook me and I'm still really enjoying it, still getting my face beaten in uh, by different bosses and things that are happening because the last area has like four different bosses in it. And so you choose, hey, who do you want to fight first? Uh, who do you, you want to die to first kind of thing? <laughs> so uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm really, really enjoying it. Still haven't beaten it. Still don't know, I uh, don't understand what Wizardry West did to, to beat it in a weekend. Um, no, he's like on his away. third playthrough too, dude. Yeah, I think I think he did all four endings at this point. I'm, I'm pretty disgusting. sure he's like done with the game. He probably hasn't even put in Witch as much time magic. as I have. Yeah, yeah. I think his first run was like 17 hours. I don't understand it. Don't know what happened there. Yeah, I'm nowhere near that. I'm gonna. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, dude, and from what he said, I'm still I'm still a ways away from the end of the game. So, what's the gameplay like? I know it's like an RPG, mm. but yes. is it? Because yeah, it almost like the way that like, they're like it's open world and it's this and it's that and I know I know it's like a Shimigami Tensei game so there's yeah. definitely you've got like the bargaining is it there a party system or is it yes. more action RPG ish or what no it's it's still it's still very traditional well traditional in the sense of like the past few games he uses the press turn system um, it's you and then three other demon companions. Uh, in your party, you're fusing them together. Yeah, you're negotiating okay. to get new demons, stuff like that. But the exploration, it's not, it's not open world, but it's it's similar to open world in that like there's tons of stuff to do on the map. The the areas that you're in, they're big open areas, and so in that sense, it's a bit like open world. Have you played any of the Xenoblade Chronicle games? No. Okay, because it's it's more similar to that where like you enter this new area and you can kind of go wherever you want to, but of course there's going to be some enemies that are way over leveled for you, so like don't go over there. It, it, so it kind of leads you to where where to go, and then at other times it kind of okay, feel free to go and just look for things um, because the 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 battle like the combat the enemies are are pretty difficult uh, in general. It to me, it makes me want to go explore and pick up all the the yeah. power ups and stuff that you can, because you need every advantage that you. Dude, can. I mean, it's that, that grind and then loot vacuum thing. It's like you yes. got to pick up everything because you're gonna need all of it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 I know certain people who didn't play it that way. Uh, still don't understand how. But um, that yeah, that's that's the general kind of loop of the game. So it, yeah, it, it's compared to open world, it's not really open world because there are different areas that you go to that you like warp between. Um, but they are huge, like open areas. If that makes sense, kind of like uh, near Automata at all open world. Yeah. Th- well, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one does kind of railroad you into those different. So yeah, when basically when you open different uh, areas that like take loading, you know, it's it's that sort of it's it's kind of that same idea. So yeah, yeah, it is it is kind of similar to that. Um, but yeah, standard JRPG combat. Uh, well, at least for this series. Yeah, so you standard, actually do standard SMT combat. Yes, okay. and how, you how's do the writing. Actually, the so um that's that's the thing is the way it doesn't give you that much like main story it it basically does story dumps so you're you're exploring doing stuff for quite a while then you beat a boss or you come to an area where there is a boss and then you get some story then you beat the boss and maybe it opens up another area or maybe you get another story dump of things that are going on um so it's not it's not super involved 
the entire time. But the game like starts off on such a weird note, like almost like a post-apocalyptic area. Basically, Tokyo is not what it seems. Um, it's just a facade. All of Tokyo has been destroyed, and now you're like going through desolated Tokyo, demons yeah. running around everywhere, kind of a thing. So, so you're just kind of like in the aftermath of that, trying to figure out what happened and where you're supposed to go from here. And so, there's not a ton of uh, different like stories going on or anything like that. Yeah, there's not there's not a ton of story, but it but what's there is pretty intriguing. And in the way that they play, the way that they also um, have kind of like the demon factions warring against each other is really interesting as well. But I'm still not done with the game, so I know there's there's more there's more uh, there. So I'm. I'm really enjoying it. So I, I see on uh, how long to beat for completionists, it has 102 hours. So. <laughs> I mean, that's that's probably right. I'm I, there are some things that I'm doing that that are just insane. Um, I'm trying to get as many, like this one has a lot more quality of life features to it, uh, which is which is great because again, I feel like every advantage that you can get that is is going to be great because. Man, yeah, some some normal trash mobs can mess you up if you're not careful. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um so uh I have been going back basically if you can fuse a demon, think of like uh well, no, in Pokemon you can't fuse Pokemon. <laughs> uh it's like trading. No, you can take two two demons you can breed, mix them together. You can breed they, Pokemon. The, yeah, that's true, but they're always the same the same type of Pokemon, aren't they? Anyways, I, I don't, um, dude, I know very little far. about Pokemon. I just know like, yeah. Uh, but anyway, so you, you fuse demons together in this game. You have a compendium of all the different possibilities. And basically, if you have ever had uh, the, the, the demons to fuse another one, it will show up in your compendium. It'll just say that it's unregistered. And so you can go through that thing and see what you need. Like you can go back and negotiate with another one. Um, to fill out that entry in the compendium, so yeah. it doesn't show you everything, and unless you have like all the ones that you were have been able to have, and so like because of that, it just makes it way easier to complete that compendium, which opens up the possibility like for newer, stronger ones. And so I have been every once in a while, I'll stop playing kind of like the main story and go back and get other ones. Or you can also purchase previous demons from the compendium um, in order to just fill that out so that I can like get better ones. 100%. I would do so, that. Yeah. It's so I'm, I'm like constantly going back and doing that again, every advantage that you, that you possibly can have. So, so it, even a hundred hours seems like could probably put more time into it if you if you really yeah. had to. But then again, there's new game plus. Maybe uh maybe that does it have difficulties or just one difficulty? No, there there are definitely difficulties. I'm just playing on normal. Um so I know there is an easy mode and then there's like a I can't remember a safety mode that's DLC. Um and oh. I was just like no like I've played okay. an SMT game before. I'm just gonna play on normal. Uh, there is a hard mode and if you start on hard mode, if you ever take it off hard mode, uh, you can't go back to it. So it's Snap. basically like you have to. You have it's to, hardcore mode. Yes, exactly, exactly. Okay. And I'm, I'm like, I'm not even gonna mess with that. No. Even as, as a big fan of the series, like, ugh, that scares me. But anyway, so I'm really enjoying it. Obviously, I've been rambling. Um, the, yeah, 
yeah, I'm I'm sure we will have more of a discussion with uh, other people who have played the game in the future. Um, but anyway, so that's that's the only game that I've been playing. Uh, haven't really been watching anything. I did start a book, however, um, and I just started listening to it. And this is one that I think I'm gonna hopefully either either an ebook or a physical book pick it up because I'm really enjoying it. So I've been listening to a lot of 372 pages. We've talked about that podcast a lot. So I've been listening to a lot of like bad books, mm-hmm. and so to start listening to a very well written book has been very refreshing. And that's the only time um, I would ever describe this book as refreshing. Uh, this book is called The Road by Cormac McCarthy. Oh my gosh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, you're like, this is refreshing. I'm like, no. No, <laughs> dude. But no, I, I get what you're saying. The pro, it is, it, it's just very well written. Um, but my goodness, it kind of like, uh, kicked me in the stomach like almost immediately because it's a story about uh, a man and his son and uh, in, in kind of a post-apocalyptic world, something's happened to the world, stuff is like burned down. And so and so now they're basically just trying to survive. Okay, I haven't finished the book yet, uh, so no spoilers, um, but it is it is heavy. And as a man who has a six-year-old son, it like hits you in the feels time and time again. Uh, so, uh, I'm, I'm very much enjoying it and I, I, yeah, I want to read a, whether it's physical copy or, or ebook. Um, I'm just, I'm enjoying it so much again, just because it's well-written, um, that I I'll probably pick up a copy sometime. Um, it's a very good, it's a very good, uh, uh, audio book that I'm listening to the, 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 the reader actually gives different voices to, mm. uh, the man and his son. Uh, so it's easier to kind of tell who's talking, but um, yeah, no, I'm I'm enjoying it, but man, it's uh, it's it's heavy. Yeah, the, the Cormac McCarthy is like one of those guys. Like his his style is impressive. It's like mm-hmm. he's very talented, but yeah, uh, man. And, well, and it's funny too. Okay, so like I said, been listening to some bad books, which are which are great. And you know, comedy is comedy. You know. And so to go from comedy to something super serious, um, the, the, yeah, it's, it's a different experience. But it's like with someone who can actually use the language and it knows the conventions of how to use the language really well and then can break that occasionally for uh, yeah. emphasis or for accent – is really like it's cool to actually notice those things because when that's done just because the writer is terrible naive or terrible yeah i'm trying to think terrible. of a nice way to say it just, they're, they're hacks yeah yeah um and, and so yeah it's it's funny because i've noticed even like a phrase or two that's like oh would they have pulled this out in 372 you know he could have said this a bit shorter but it's like no there's actually a purpose behind the way that he describes certain things like at one point he described a street like looking at a street um as as peopled like talking about how there's a crowd of people in the street and i thought that was like a really interesting turn of phrase to use a uh you know a noun as a verb in that or excuse me not um what would that be a a description would that be an adjective adjective I feel I feel stupid for even well, bringing it up now. I mean, people it is an adequate like that's a that's a word. 
So. Is that a common term? Okay. Not okay. common, but it's it's like one of those things where it's it's probably fallen out of favor. Like it's mm-hmm. it's not, but it, it yeah, when something's peopled, it just means it's occupied. It's yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, but uh, it's, yeah. it's much more poetic, much more literary. Well, right. And and it's just like in, in – it, it's not like the, he's drawing emphasis to that. It just stuck out in my mind as, you know, as I'm listening to it, like this guy actually knows what he's doing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he's not just throwing stuff out or using a thesaurus like uh, some other mm. writers do occasionally. Mm. But thesaurus anyways, diving. That, <laughs> <laughs> that's enough for me. All Nate, right. What do you have to well, report on? I will sort of, I'm going to pull up my tome here. Uh, as oh. far as games go, uh, I did beat Sword and Sorcery. Uh, now, apparently there's like a little meter. I'm only at 96% and like I could 100% the game, but to be honest, mm. I kind of don't care. Um, I did a wow. little bit of a review on it and uh, when I sort of blogged it for my beatdown score and all that other stuff and it's fine. Like this is like one of those games that like if you can pick it up for a couple bucks and you want to play through something for a few hours, it's a really cool, like really cool music, um, really cool style. Uh, frankly, the game is kind of incoherent. Um, oh. It's not not store not writing wise because the writing's actually kind of clever but like the actual gameplay at times is like really kind of it's very much indie mobile game from 10 years ago mm-hmm. and it's fine i mean but I, for the most part i think it's a pretty safe pass on this one it's yeah, just like i can i can back that up i, I started playing it five years ago six years ago mm-hmm. on mobile and i it was like it was as for a mobile game. It was as far up my my alley as a game could be, and I booted it up thinking I was going to like it. and I was just bored to tears, yeah. um, and I did got maybe a third of the way through it. I think. Yeah, I mean, it was like one of those things where I almost sort of just walked away from it because I was like, I just. But it was like I I knew that I was cl- like I, at one point in time it was like I was looking at it, I was like I'm halfway through it and I've only put like three hours into this thing. Yeah, I'll just finish this and like be sure. you know. I, I wouldn't say like I've heard the term used to describe like aggressively mediocre or anything like that. And this is not that, but it's just kind of like it's middle of the pack, but it's sort of on the the bottom end of that. And it's like if you have it, like cool, like play it, but it's it's not gonna like blow your mind or anything. It's like it's like eh. I did fire up the orting uh, the orting. Oh jeez. I was like trying the order eighteen eighty six again for a little bit. Oh, yeah. I'm really like, and that's pretty similar. Like, I'm just like, this game is really kind of cool on a lot of levels, but I'm just not enjoying it. Like Mm. it's pretty vacuous. Like the gunplay is, is, is fun. There's not enough of it. And there's like, there's just a lot of like that game is like, there's some stuff that's really cool. It's like very visually striking. Um, it's like, it's very interesting. It's, it's like one of those games that I would say like the bones of this game are great. Mm-hmm. It, it, but it needed fleshed out. It really needed some extra something like a little more to do in the world, you know, put in some more, um, sort of gunplay segments, like make it so that it's a little more interactive and, and I'm going to finish it 
Cause it's like, it's again, it's not that long and I'll just mm-hmm. sort of like wrap it up, button it up. And then I can sort of like, I was like, I was thinking about going for the platinum, but then the more I looked at the trophy list, I was like, I do I enjoy this game enough to like go back and get the plat? And I'm like, no, mm-hmm. I, I, I think it's good. And it's, it's really interesting, but it's like, it's just, it's also kind of empty. So there's that, uh, right before we started recording, I had fired up Metroid Dread again, and I was playing a little bit of that sort of in the interim. I'm not super far into that, but it's a 2D Metroid game, and I like those. I just like mm-hmm. 2D, I, I like Metroidvanias. And so this is like, this is like flagship Metroidvania, folks. Um, so <laughs> uh, it's in the name. Uh, but so don't have too many thoughts on that. I'm sure that I'm going to like be super into it because everybody who's played it is like, this thing's the best thing ever. And I'm like, no, okay. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. but I, what I've really been sort of the bulk of my playtime over the last couple of weeks has been Returnal. Returnal yes. is just like, it is Nate bait the game. Um, like here's the thing I, last year, my game of the year was Hades mm-hmm. and I feel really weird coming into this year. And we'll, we'll, we're, we're going to actually maybe hit on this. Um, I'm just going to tell you, like right now, boys, Returnal, even though I haven't beaten it, is a very strong contender for my game of the year. Interesting. Uh, just, it's sort of like, just like Hades, they sort of get the the loop down just, it's like a perfect sort of like, even on the, the, the runs where I suck and the RNG is against me and all that other stuff, I'm like, dude, like, this game's great. I... I'm not getting like, I'm just, I'm like, there's that constant, like one more run, one more run. And then it's 1am and I'm going, go to bed, mm-hmm. dummy. You know, <laughs> um, Micah actually hopped on that w- one night and we were sort of talking and he was watching me play. And that was actually, that yeah. was one of my better runs. Uh, I think you did really good. Yeah. Um, couple nights later, I was actually hopped on a party chat with Parker and he and I were talking as I was playing and I broke through the second biome into the third biome. Nice. So I, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm really enjoying that game. It's dude. Um, when I'm done with it, Micah will, will schedule out either a bite sized or just a full blown episode. And we'll just make Josh listen to us sort of, you know, yeah. be ranting fanboys. Um, but anyways, if you don't want to send me your PS five so I can play it, then okay. I mean, <laughs> I'll share play so you can watch me play it. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, it's, but yeah. And I, I don't want to sort of succumb to like recency bias or anything, but like mm-hmm. it's hitting, it's hitting me the same way. Like I've been at it for a few weeks. It's hitting me the same way Hades did. I loved Hades. I, I'm really into Returnal. Um, it's it's great. It's great. Like, nice. uh, it's yeah, it's legit. There's so many good good things about that game. I, I this is what I will say, and it's I think it's very understated. Um, and I'm not the only person who's ever said this. I mean, it's understated in the fact that it's not super obvious. I think a lot of people have mentioned this, but in a way, I do. I I think this game could run on a PS4. But hmm. it would s- severely diminish the experience. The The thing that is so great about this game is like the almost instantaneous loading. Like you die and like three seconds later, the next run is sort of like you're back into it. And without that, 
I really think this game is not as sticky or as enjoyable or whatever. Um, like even with Hades, it, it was actually a lot easier for me to walk away from Hades, a run in Hades, because like there is a bit of a pause there. There's a bit of a load, um, a bit more of a load than there is on this. And I'm actually interested in coming back and really revisiting PS Hades on the PS5 and compare. Anyways, on topic, but like it is one of those things where the super quick load times actually, I think, are ne- almost a necessity. And it's like, it's one of those things where like, again, it's not a super flashy show, uh, show piece, but I think it is absolutely sort of a necessary step for like, it, this is sort of a proving ground for a lot of the next gen stuff. Like, why do we need a PS5? This is why, because like this, this is going to allow us like, and again, it's, it's, it's even sort of, it goes back to, I was listening to David Jaffe talk about like Demon Souls and how he doesn't really like the Soulsborne games. They haven't, none of them have been super sticky. And he was actually saying he got into Demon Souls because it was like as soon as he died, he was almost right back into the game. Whereas mm-hmm. if you don't like, and I, I think we've just sort of taken it for granted that like, oh, just sit and like wait for screens to load. But I'm saying like, dude, like mm-hmm. this is significant. So, um, that's that's all I've really been playing. Um, like I said, the bulk of it's just been Returnal, and that game's great. Mm-hmm. As far as books go, I've been listening. I've still been listening to Don Quixote. Uh, the version that I'm listening mm-hmm. to on Audible is really good, and the, the narrator does the same thing. He has like different voices for some of the characters. It's not like a ton, but it's like there's a lot of like exchange between uh, Don Quixote and Sancho Sancho Panzo. Um, mm-hmm. And so there's like, uh, he has different voices for each one of them and stuff like that. And, uh, it's, it's, I don't know. It's fun. Like, dude, I'm on the, I'm on book two, which, so there's Hmm. a bit of history in there, but, uh, when he originally wrote the guy who originally wrote Don Quixote and his name escapes me, uh, he, he wrote it and it was sort of, it's the proto novel. Right. And so he writes it. Basically, if I remember right, like the book was actually a, a, a huge success, but his publisher, because it was sort of the initial novel, like his publisher basically took like basically took the book and took all the money. Like this guy did not make a ton of money off of mm. uh, Don Quixote, right? Even though it was a huge success. Well, somebody wrote an unofficial sequel to the book and it wasn't him. And so like... And anyways, like, so in book two of Don, Don Quixote, book two, he actually sort of like talks a little bit of smack on the guy who wrote this counterfeit Don Quixote sequel. <laughs> and it's, it's very, it's just very clever. It's, it's one of those books that I'm like, dude, I really enjoy it. Um, so I, it's, it's kind of like one of those nice. things I, I definitely recommend. Um, as far as any other media, uh, really just the only thing I've been sort of consistent with, I'm still watching uh, Bakuman. I'm almost through the first uh, season. So okay. just to let you know, Josh, like they've submitted mm-hmm. the the script for Detective Trap. Okay. And yeah. it's like, yeah, anyways, I, I, I like that. I, I'm, I'm like... I will say the the anime. I think like sometimes the animation is kind of yeah. like, but there there are some actually really great still shots, and I love a lot of the character designs. Um, mm-hmm. 
their editor or whatever. Mm-hmm. I love his yeah. design. Like, and there's actually a scene that I just watched between where it's their editor and their one rival's editor at the bar and they're eating and they're drinking and they're sort of like, and I'm like, that scene is immaculate. I was like, mm-hmm. I was like, this is fantastic. Like if, if all of the series had like this level of like attention to detail and I'm like, this would be, but anyways, Bakuman is yeah. great. I love it. Um, yeah. I, I'm really enjoying Characters it. are so good. They're too. so good. They're so good. Um, it's it's cool how he takes even the stories that the characters are writing and kind of kind of uses a bit of the I guess arcs or or just the tension that's happening in the stories to the actual characters in the mm-hmm. manga, which is which is it, it's it's really interesting. It's, but it's but, very clever. Yes, and and one thing about the entire series, there's almost no uh, there's almost no bad guys. There's almost no antagonists there are rivals. Mm-hmm. And so it, it makes it for, I don't know, it feels very wholesome. I'll, I'll use the internet yeah. word for it, you know, of just, of just kind of uplifting, like difficult at times and very, very like you have that tension of just like, oh, what's going to happen? Um, but there's never like a, oh, I hate that guy. Sure, some characters are annoying. Um, and some that like you, yeah, you just dislike for for things that they do, but it's not it's not like a, it's not like a that person is evil kind of just no yeah it's the <laughs> the characters. only antagonist was that kugi as far okay, as was, yeah that mm-hmm. dude sucked yeah like, it was so like he, he, he was just yeah up his own he was he was he was he was a, yeah smoking his own supply he was a jag off um <laughs> Anyways, Anyways. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much been it. Uh, just to sort of like round out the backlog report, uh, my beatdown score is at negative seven at this point in time. Nice. Yeah, I, I did get um, the the negative one for beating uh, Sword and Sorcery, but I've managed to pick up a couple things in the meantime. And if you guys are interested in seeing sort of what I've purchased and sort of what I've played as far as the, the beatdown stuff goes, that's all tracked on GG. Um we love GG. It's a great app. Um, Charles is doing a heck of a job there. It's basically the letterbox for tracking your video game collections. Uh, actually, there's a really great episode of TRG he just did with Logan. Uh, it's his actual. It's his first podcast appearance. At some point in time, I am totally going to strong arm him into like hopping on the mics <laughs> with us. Um, but we love we love Charles. We love the app. Uh, it's great. Check it out. So. And speaking of like things we love, if you guys love what we do, just join. We, we have a Patreon. Uh, think of it as a tip jar. It's one way for you to support us. Uh, you know, obviously you can do the sub rate and review, you know, sharing is caring kind of stuff. But uh, patrons do have a little bit of extra access to us. They get video feed of 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 the podcast. They get uncut versions, uh, early access. Micah has been pretty much like, I think, like the day, like, I, and I, I was like, but you, Paul and Wes are actually the first three patrons that we had. And, uh, yeah. like the, 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 the original three, um, you know, but like patrons just have more access to us. Uh, they have more access to sort of, and helping to shape the show. It's just, again, there's some, there are some cool insider perks. I'm not going to tell you it's going to change your life, but it will. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and, 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 on a final note, we are a member of the Playwell Network. Um, 
and that the other podcasts include the Henshin Dad uh, podcast. And uh, well, I don't know. It was the Retro Station. Uh, Paul's got some other stuff sort of going. He's got like a bajillion podcasts. But mm-hmm. uh, we like what they do. We like the, what they did so much that we decided to partner with them. And uh, we're really hoping that you'll enjoy their content too. So with that being said, here's a word from our friends. Obi-Wan never told you what happened to your father. He told me enough. He told me you killed him. No, I am your father. No, no, that's not true. That, that's impossible. This is such an incredible moment. A memory that will bring joy to the hearts of millions of people for generations. Wait, wait, what? The sort of thing they talk about on the Retro Station podcast. The stories, movies, music, moments that brought us together as a people. That we enjoyed with friends. You you laugh about this with your friends? My life has been a lie. Exactly. This is wonderful. You're crazy. No, everyone agrees this is a truly classic moment wait wait a minute did you kill mom then i'd I'd rather not talk about that oh i I bet they talk about that on the retro station huh what a classic moment that was when mom died actually most people thought that was a bit of a letdown they made memes making fun of it they they made memes of mom the retro station podcast celebrating all those things that made us nerds and we're back. So, Micah, um, we've had you on. Oh, we, we've had you on before, but we're, we're having you on tonight because, one, it's been a while and you're a friend and we like talking to you. But also because it's sort of our year-end wrap-up. And uh, I thought it might be interesting to sort of talk just about, I guess, the state of play um, is, is one way of putting it. But like I said, uh, the good, the bad, and the just plain perplexing of 2021 and mm. games the games industry. So, um, mm-hmm. I guess, That's uh, of post COVID delays, all that fun stuff. Oh, in so many good things or not good things, but you know, <laughs> so the general premise for the listener is I asked you guys to basically come up with a good, a bad, and the, what the heck <laughs> moment mm-hmm. for each one of the big three, mm-hmm. Nintendo, Sony, and Microsoft. Uh, we can tackle those in any order. And then when we get through all of that, maybe we could potentially talk about some of our game of the year stuff, but, um, and we do have a few sort of listener and discord participant sort of questions and comments and stuff to sort of weave in and out. But mm-hmm. so, why don't who wants who wants to go first and which one do you guys do you guys want to take on Nintendo, Sony, or Microsoft first? What do you think? Um I I kind of wouldn't mind starting with Nintendo. Okay. Okay. Yeah, sounds good to um, me. so so yeah. Um uh, Josh, how about you start first? I I, I want to piggyback off of something you do maybe. Okay. Okay. Well, here we go then. Um in terms of I guess I guess the good for Nintendo the, the the well the thing that comes to mind for me is just the sheer amount of numbers on these switch sales um i did not realize it until a few weeks ago that switch right now it looks like it looks that it will overtake the lifetime series of the wii which blows yeah. my mind 
You know, yeah. it's it's still millions away. Don't get me wrong, but we're only four years in at this point, and and sales are still going strong. Uh, so I'm I I I had no idea it was selling that well uh, because I was around for the Wii, and I remember the insanity that the Wii was. That it was very difficult to get. I don't feel like Switch has been traditionally difficult to get. Maybe at first it was, but but they kind of got the ball rolling pretty quickly. You know, as every, I, I would say every manufacturer does, maybe maybe you might have some qualms with that. Um, I'm sure, the, you know, there was limited supply at first to build up demand, <laughs> as mm-hmm. they tend to do. Um, you, you could say they did that with Wii too, you know, whatever. Um, but, but something like Wii, I felt like was, it, it felt more of like a cultural phenomenon where non-gamers were buying Wiis and that, and that was why it got so popular i don't feel that switch has necessarily hit that but i mean sales numbers don't lie so um that's that's pretty amazing to me that uh well you know it has the benefit too of being you know the hybrid you know the handheld and right and the home Mm -hmm. console so i think many of those that simply want a handheld are getting it for that reason you know so Yeah. yeah Yeah, I think that's definitely. playing a part of it. And and actually, Josh, you, you went ahead and queued up. So I'm going to go ahead and jump right into it. I said I was going to okay. wait. And you, it was literally the first thing. So it's a good segue. You're talking about the the, the lifetime sales of, of Switch. And mm-hmm. you guys might know this stuff. But I just wanted to quiz you real quick. Uh, Nintendo recently, for their last quarterly earnings, I think it was as of September 30th, uh, 2021, um, I got the top 10 best-selling Switch games lifetime right Whoa. here in front of me. Okay. And I'm curious if you guys can can name off any of them and, and sort of rank them in, in any sort of way. So I'm, I'm not going to make it too hard. So just toss out any game. What's the top 10 selling Switch game? Mar- Mario Kart is probably number one. I'm pretty sure I've heard that number as well. One or number two. That is correct. With mm-hmm. 38 million copies sold, which is just staggering attach rate when you see that it's about at 100 million Switches, 38 mm-hmm. million Mario Kart 8. So yeah, that, that- that's right. Number one. On top of that, the game is a re-release. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. I still, my son is playing it right now on Wii U. Well, well, <laughs> you since know? you guys crushed it, it, the first one out of the gate, what, is, what do you think is number two after Mario Kart? Animal Best Crossing. Selling? Nay, you've is seen it? this list. Are you cheating, sir? No, I just I just know that Animal Crossing set like was did ridiculous numbers. It's, it's it's higher than Breath of the Wild. Yeah, yeah. Animal Crossing which came out in 2020. Yeah, has sold 34 million copies Whoa. and is number two lifetime best selling Switch game. Oh my goodness! Yeah. Wow. Um, wow. I knew it sold well, but wow. <laughs> uh, any guesses for number three? I think it's Super Mario Odyssey. I think Odyssey edged out over Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Wild. But I'm um, not 100. I think it's like one of those two. Okay. Like, they're, Josh, like, back and back. Yes. Well, that, I, I would go for Breath of the Wild. Okay. Breath of the Wild is four. Odyssey okay. is six. Number okay. three is Super Smash Ultimate. Okay. Yeah. Makes sense. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So, so number three, a Smash Ultimate, 25 mil. Number four, Breath of the Wild, 24 mil. Okay. Number six was Odyssey, 21. What do you think number five might be? Hmm. <laughs> um, gosh, this is probably not correct. Splatoon 2? Pokemon Sword and Shield. Mm. Ah. Sword and Shield. Okay. I'll go ahead and round it out here. Super Mario Party number seven, 16 mil. Pokemon mm-hmm. Let's Go. Whoa. Never would have guessed either Pikachu. one of those. 
13 mil. Splatoon 2 is number 9, 12 mil. Okay. And Ring Fit Adventure, number 10. Wow. Yeah. I wouldn't, have guessed, I wouldn't have guessed any of those. <laughs> I knew, I knew, like I said, I knew that Mario Kart was number one, and I was pretty mm-hmm. sure Animal Crossing was number two. I know that those numbers were like close too. Like Animal Crossing yeah. was like bumping right up against Mario Kart, but Mario Kart's been like number one for like ever. You, you kind of mm-hmm. you have to think about this. Animal Crossing is now in an echelon for Nintendo. To mm-hmm. where it is a mega franchise. Yep. Well, right. That, I mean, that's that. That's not something I would have assumed, except when it did release. I mean, I remember all the memes. So, yeah. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Well, I, I guess this will segue into what I was going to say is that for Nintendo, the good is is kind of what you were saying, Josh. Man, they are just they're just cooking. They're just selling switches, man. They're, they're really, I think every month when the NPD numbers come out, they're top, they're best selling, you know, as far as units sold and that sort of thing. And when you look at this list that just sort of went down with you guys, this top 10 best selling, they're just crushing it on the software. And they just, it's mm-hmm. like, um, when you think about things like, um, you know, I know they just had the OLED switch that came out, but like the rumored mm-hmm. switch Two or switch pro or whatever the heck. And it's like, Nintendo's laughing at that. It's like, we don't need mm-hmm. to do anything. Mm-hmm. To to you know they we're selling all these games. We got Breath of the Wild two coming up. We probably have a new Mario coming up in the next eighteen months. You know, a new three yeah. D Mario. I mean, like a big one. Um, stuff yeah, like Metroid, Metroid Prime trilogy and Metroid Prime four are probably somewhere in the next couple of years. Um, you know, one of those two, if not both. Um, yeah. So, so Nintendo, I, I think, is seeing some of their best success they've they've really mm-hmm. ever seen. You know, you talk about comparing it yeah. to the Wii, things like that. I mean, I know the whole entire well, like the the whole audience of gamers is larger than it was when the Wii mm-hmm. came out, and this is right. sort of one re, you know kind of playing out in that way. But I mean, heck, they're 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 so healthy right now. They really can kind of um, not rest on their laurels, but as far as like hardware goes, just keeps on switches, man. Right. And you can just keep making good first party games. Um, I think they're they're in a good spot. That is really refreshing to hear because I mm-hmm. I don't I don't get that from many other people. But that's that's kind of my take as well. Is yeah, is, yeah with everyone talking about the pro, I'm like, why you don't need to segment your market? Um, well, so. as as a little bit of pushback here to use a buzzword, mm-hmm. I really think. Um, and I was listening. I was actually listening to a Defining Duke, either Defining Duke or Defining Duke Ultimate, and something Cog said in that was that um, when Nintendo really has power, like when when they're sort of on a comparable level as far as hardware goes, because they already have the the properties to like crush. Now, just imagine if they were sort of pushing some of that edge just a little bit further, like quicker load times, they could do more physically. I mean, I honestly, I mean, just sort of to a bit of a whatever, but with Breath of the Wild, I really think the reason they couldn't get a hook shot in is because physically they can't make it, the engine can't support it. Um, I think that there's just, there's a lot of witch magic going on under the hood with that anyways. And I don't know if that's held back because it was a Wii U and Switch title, but there's there, that's a very sort of advanced game in a lot of ways. And I have to wonder if maybe something like a hookshot wasn't put in place because it would be so sort of taxing on the, the, the physics engine. And again, this is me sort of talking out of my rear end. I don't really 
know per se, but it's imagine if like they just had this a little more juice under the hood. So, but, and I, I, I would love to, I mean, I I'm with you guys. They don't need it. And in fact, like, like I've sort of like, I was like judging people who were buying the OLED as an upgrade. And then I started looking Mm -hmm. at the OLED and I was like, I I like it. I kind of want one. (laughs) Pretty. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It was like, Ooh, pretty shiny. Nate one. Um, so yeah, but as far as like a good thing that I would sort of throw out for Nintendo, I think they've really like hit some like really bangers as far as like titles and exclusives. Uh, Metroid Dread did really really well. Um, mm. A lot of uh, like the pe- like there have been a few detractors, but for the most part, like all you're hearing is good things about this game. Mm. Uh, like I said earlier, I'm playing a l- I'm enjoying it, and like you know, I'm into I'm into it. I'm I'm there for that. Uh, I would also SMT. SMT five, we we've sort of talked about that. Like critical success, like so, like these games are are doing very very well. Um, I would say I think this year they sort of hit some of their stride, and it's not to say that they haven't, but it's like I think we're starting to see some of the 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 Switch library sort of really round out, and they're 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 dropping bangers, you know, just to pull like you know sort of dip into our our comments here, uh, Jono, you know said pretty much exactly what I did switch and SMT five are just fantastic titles. And I, I think it's like, if that's the kind of the caliber of, of stuff that we have to look for, like, you know, uh, triangle strategy or whatever that's is, is coming down the line. Like there's, there's, there's going to be some cool stuff. And so I'm, I'm, I'm in for that. Um, let's move on to, to what is something bad that Nintendo like what, what's Nintendo's bad I mean I'll sort of I'll I'll pick this one up I really yep. think like the the NSO stuff was just like the Nintendo Switch Online stuff like and I still maintain that that is a bad move um like it's yes and I mean full disclosure like I have since uh Wes and I have sort of be- behind the scenes like made some arrangements and he is in the process of adding me to his family plan um <laughs> so there is that but I, I just think overall it's just it's it's confusing um it's not and it just I, and even what I'm hearing about like the emulation of some of the 64 games and stuff people are like this is not good especially in light of the fact that like this is like it includes Super Mario 64, which they've already released, re-released in a collection that they intentionally removed from, delisted from their store. And like, I mean, you can still get the the carts out there in the wild, but I'm like, I'm like, dude, this is just like, it's between like stuff like that and just like it just seems like this is very obvious. Like, seems to be a very obvious sort of like cash grab. Where like Nintendo's almost feels like, well, we're gonna milk you because we can, and um, I'm not, uh, and I just like I said, I think it's confusing. I think it's not. I just, I'm not a fan. I, I like it. It doesn't do anything for me. Uh, and sort of, we'll just move in reverse order. Micah, what, what, what would you say? I, I was gonna piggyback on that. That was gonna be mine. What, what, yeah. what was was the Switch Online? I think mm-hmm. um, it, it's really just. Um, I know, of course, everyone can kind of you know get in with their family plan if they want to. I'm doing something similar, not with the, this uh, upgraded version. I don't think, but um, yeah, it's just too much for what they're offering. I think they're overvaluing what what the yeah. offerings are here. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's not like you get to um, download known the games. You can play them in perpetuity as you have the service you know, subscribe to it. So, but after that, they're they're gone. So, 
Um, personally, um, not a whole lot that I would, you know, that would want me to sign up for it. But, um, mm-hmm. you know, there are those out there that would love to get a hand on some of those Genesis games and what have you in 64 games and stuff. So I'm sure there's, there's someone out there for it. But um, it seems to be um, misreading the room a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think there's some missed opportunities, uh, you know, slightly too expensive, um, things like that. It's just, it's pretty typical Nintendo being Nintendo. It's not yeah. anything that we've not grown accustomed to, but you just hope they would do better. And especially, I think N64 games, and that is part of the package, right? N64 yeah, N64 games. and yeah. Sega Genesis. Okay, just making sure I'm, I'm stating that right. So that's been something people have been asking for for a, a long, long time. Mm-hmm. And and this is how they're going to give it out. It's just like uh, that seems a little disappointing. I mean, I'll I'll be honest, just sort of like maybe just sort of heap scorn on. I really think the move, like this this removal of the sort of virtual console stuff, like is just was a bad idea. And the way that they're doing has always sort of like, the way that they're doing this has always irked me. Um, you know, I just felt like, you know, there, there's a lot of things that I don't like about the Nintendo online experience. And I just feel like it's like one of these things where they are missing the forest for the trees kind of deal where it's like, again, misreading the tea leaves is probably much more like, it's like, I actually, what I want is to have a secure connection and like all this other stuff is like, but like, I want the, 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 just the core online service to be good. I want to have a built in voice chat. I want to be able to sort of like easily like, you know, pair up and party up with friends. I want like basically what Microsoft and Sony have been doing for years at this point. And then if you throw in this other stuff, great, that's, that's a bonus, but it's, it's almost sort of like, it's like they looked at like the PlayStation plus model and sort of Microsoft gold or game pass or whatever. And they like, they're like, what is the actual complete opposite approach to this? And it's like, Mm. <laughs> but Josh, I, you know, what do you think here, man? Like what, what's, what's probably in your opinion, what's like the biggest misstep or the, the poorest decision Nintendo has made? I mean, well, no, I mean, yeah, it, it's, it's wrapped up in the, it's wrapped up in the whole online thing. So, so I'm trying to, it's because you guys, both of you guys had kind of already mentioned it. I'm trying to think of something else. And, and so I'm going to muddy the waters here. Uh, or maybe maybe just go a little. Well, n- actually, I think I think I'll move that to weird. So here's something. Maybe this doesn't count because it's not like a 2021 only thing, but it's something that they have been doing um, that I think is just a bad decision in general. I understand why it's made, um, but selling physical physical cases with download codes in them. Mm. I I don't like that at all. I don't understand. Well, I say I don't understand that. I understand some games are too big to put out. You don't want the extra expense of buy of, of a bigger cart or something like that. But to me, as, as someone who is more of a physical collector, that just rubs me the wrong way of like, there is Man. no point to own this thing at all if it's Josh, a download code. I was literally having this conversation with my buddy Ben today. Um okay. we were talking about Halo. Apparently you get the Halo Infinite disc and it, there's nothing on it. You can't plug it into your really? offline Xbox and get going. You gotta download a huge patch. You gotta download mm-hmm. the campaign or whatever else. 
and I and I guess Halo is not the the first game to do that. I think Call of Duty might do similar things, or okay. um, but that really does bring into question: what do you buy? <laughs> right, like right. in twenty years when Xbox Line is off live or, or off offline, or or you're just offline. Period. You just want to stick in your disc or your cart and play. Is there any value to that case, that physical game you just bought? Like in some right. cases, the answer is no, and that's a huge problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's also no, you know, no resale market for that. You can't, which mm-hmm. I understand. Okay, from a from a you know publisher standpoint, that's that's a good thing. But from someone who like wants to have at least that that fallback there, like that that just feels very underhanded. And mm-hmm. it does say so on the box when that's the case, but it's not like super prominent if you don't know what you're buying. Right. Um, so not a fan. I think that's a bad. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah, that that definitely sort of falls into that. Uh just sort of again looking at sort of some of the comments and and sort of uh, Wes actually kind of, uh, and I, this might be bordering into the, you know, what the heck. Um, mm-hmm. but he did, uh, he, he brought, he talked about their Mario plans, how, again, we sort of mentioned it, like they, they removed the collection from the 3d Mario collection from the store. Again, you can still find the carts out in the wild. Um, and then he talks about how the fact, like they had, uh, the, that Mario 35 game, he's like, and mm-hmm. it, that game was great. And then they just like, they pulled it and it's gone. It's just kind of like weird. Why would you do this? Um, but, and, and then, you know, John uh, also sort of mentioned it just like the Nintendo switch online stuff. It's just such a, like, it's, it, uh, it's just like, read the room, Nintendo, read the room. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah. All, all. If we're doing the the whole ping pong here, I was going to um, say, like, why don't you? You said you had something for the weird, so why don't you yes. just swing? So it's it's closely related to the Nintendo Switch Online expansion pass. It is the controllers. Okay, so they released uh, when they first did Nintendo Switch Online. They released a pack of NES controllers. I think it was mm-hmm. sixty bucks. NES Joy Cons. Yeah. That are like NES control, which yeah, that's that's still expensive. Don't get me wrong, sixty bucks for two of these things. Um, but my understanding for Genesis and Nintendo sixty four, I think it's fifty dollars each for a single controller. I get that it's wireless, but still, like you can buy some pretty reputable brands, uh, you know, eight bit Doe controller, something like that for the thirty forty range. So that feels very strange to me to go back because obviously, like a Nintendo sixty four controller is not going to have all the buttons that you need to play regular game, like every single right. Nintendo Switch game. It mm-hmm. just doesn't. It doesn't have those same same. I I understand that they have added buttons as well, but it's still not the full button configuration that a switch has. I mean, if somebody so really hates seems... themselves and they they're just like, "No, right. I Do you want a 64 controller Nintendo 64?" Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, sorry, I don't have three hands. Um so so that is just very strange to me. And that's why I was like teetering on is it a bad, is it a weird? It's just very like I get I get well, it's weird to me that you'd release Nintendo 64 controllers in general and that people would buy them. But $50 Nintendo 64 controllers? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, that's a thing. <laughs> yeah, uh, my ugly is um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, this is a bit of a reach, I'll admit, mm-hmm. but it seems like you know we were talking about you know I was saying you know they don't need a switch to or anything like that. They don't. 
but what they're going to do is do that thing they did with the DS where it's like, all right, now mm. we got the Switch XL. Here you yeah. go. Here, no, here's the OLED Switch XL. Okay, here's the OLED Switch XL Lite. Oh, here's the OLED Switch XL Lite 2. And then we're going to get the Switch 2. <laughs> you're you're going to get the Super Switch OLED Edition. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. So <laughs> I, I hope we don't go down that road of yeah. um, iterating on the Switch a billion times before we actually get a proper follow-up. Um, but it looks like they might be doing that. So, so that's my ugly, again, bit of a reach, but that's what I got. Well, yeah. and mine is sort of like, yeah, the, the kind of like, what, what are you doing here? Kind of thing is the OLED thing. And, and, it, and again, like I'm like, I'm team, like I want one. Um, but <laughs> I also play primarily in handheld mode. So it, I am sort of like okay. the, the target yeah. market there. Um, mm-hmm. but I, I do kind of look at it and I'm like, Nobody was really asking for this. And I know that it's done well. And the people like Wes is, he's like, no, this thing is actually super worth it. Um, but it, it just does feel like such a weird, like, are they going to sort of, yeah. And, and I guess sort of the, the question that I'm asking is like, are they going to do this sort of like every couple of years they add, like, there's a sort of a, not quite of like a, a midlife refresh. It's more of like a, eh, just a, a little tweak here and a little, and are you going to do the thing where it's like, well, you can't really play this on your, your base model switch or your switch light. You can play it on the OLED or you can play it on the, the, whatever the next iteration is. And that like, that spooks me. Um, yeah. I, I like, and, and again, I think the precedent is the 3DS. Like, how many iterations of the 3DS and 2DS do we have? Um, but that being said, that's that's sort of my like Nintendo. What are you doing? Like, this is weird. Um, mm-hmm. I, y- y- you know, as far as the order goes, I would like to save the best for last. So why don't we jump into Microsoft <laughs> next? Um, and and what you said there. And I'll kick us off on this one. I'm going to say like, and it's sort of a like Microsoft, I think just like dollar for dollar. And as much as I don't like it, Game Pass is just a heck of a value. And they have as, as just, even just as far as like Game Pass goes and just messaging, they have been killing it this last year. Like you, like every chance they can to just like shine optically, they are just like, they they haven't made a misstep yet. And I, I'm just like, you know, I was talking to my buddy Parker and my brother a little bit, like my and and this is sort of getting ahead, but my biggest frustration is that like Sony is silent in the face of this stuff sometimes. And it's just like, but Microsoft just like they they're doing a lot of things that people like. They're just like, like I said, every time it's just like every time I hear Microsoft name, you never hear like oh, Microsoft, dude, you did this dumb thing. Like I think the dumbest thing that well, we'll get into that. But but yeah, I just think like they're they're winning the optics battle, and it's just like and it, they they just haven't made any missteps. I I mean like between like the way that they've sort of like clowned on Sony with uh, getting day one uh, MLB the show like day one on game pass like it's like dude they have just like that has been like like that's their big gun and they have just used it to mercilessly like just destroy sony this last year and you know that and um but it's like they've just they've they've sort of hit every time so micah what do you Mm. think 
Yeah, you're kind of taking the words out of my mouth a lot. We have a lot of the same ideas. Um, the, the, the optics and stuff is, is certainly there. Um, I, I think, you know, the, the thrust for them, for Phil, for, um, the, you know, executive office now at Microsoft, um, is, is game pass and getting those subscriber numbers up. And I think, I want to say they missed their, um, projection or whatever their, their, their target mm. goal was or whatever, but they still bumped up like some like 38% a year over year or something like that, which is just great Whoa. growth. Um, for a service like that, they're really, like you said, Nate, they're in the zeitgeist. They're in the, um, they're really, um, kind of being fueled by the coals of the moment and being kind of like, yeah, we, we do kind of have a monopoly on this whole Netflix of gaming thing right now. And still no one has really come back to, to, to challenge us on this yet. And they're starting to hit their stride. And yeah, so that's kind of where I'm at with it. Um, is is just yeah they've they've got their niche they're sticking with it they're really really pouring into it and it's paying off it's it's got mind share of mm-hmm. of the casual or not the casual gamer of the everyday gamer you know um yeah. people that don't care if they play on PC Switch Xbox you know like okay yeah it's it's a Game Pass over here ten bucks a month okay yeah Halo Forza Psychonauts mm-hmm. boom let's go you know so um yeah they're hitting on those sort of things for sure. Yeah. yeah, I remember a few years ago, Adam said on, when he was uh, still recording TRG, he said, when Microsoft gives me a reason to buy an Xbox, I will. Like, right. or maybe he was like, maybe it was sort of like, he was like, he was like, give me a reason to play your games kind of thing. But it was like, mm-hmm. yeah. And I was like, well, I think that they're, they're finally, like, they're giving me reasons to sort of pay attention to the platform again. Uh, but right. Josh, mm-hmm. what, what, like, what do you think? Pretty similar, but it, taking a little bit of a different stance here is that um, I I do think it's like Game Pass, especially is is kind of the big shining light of like wow, this is what Microsoft is doing right now, and it's it's definitely hooking people. I would say also as someone who does not own an Xbox, I've got a 360, that, a super old 360 that doesn't even have an HDMI output um, that I, I've literally never played. Um, uh, outside of, of that, like I've never, I don't own an Xbox. I do own a PC. Fact that they have Game Pass for PC, even though it's not fully featured, um, that, but mm. a lot of the games that you can play on the Xbox are, are no longer just exclusive to Xbox, but you can also play them on PC. And there is a Game Pass service for PC as well. Like that is, that has, um, the, you know, ever since the Xbox was released, it was like, you know, Microsoft gaming kind of a thing. Like the, there was that whole muddied waters that, that just eventually became a joke. Um, but now, I mean, they're, they're like actually supporting they're They're wanting to even, yeah, they're wanting to incorporate, uh, the Microsoft name into the, into Xbox as well. So like even windows 10 has some preloaded, uh, Xbox stuff on it as well. Uh, so, so I would say just their, their whole, I guess, I guess just PC integration is, is what I'm saying, but, but kind of channeling that through game pass as well. The fact that you can have game pass on your PC, I think is pretty dang cool. Mm. So, I mean, I, I really think like, you, you know, and this is all speculation and they, I don't know that they've come out and actually confirmed this, but like the sort of like the, the USB drive sort of throw it into your TV pairs with an Xbox controller. Like, I really think like that's, they're going for that model with game pass. Mm -hmm. Like they, they, that's, they want to do something like that and really sort of lean into the streaming service kind of thing. Um, Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. But that's yeah. uh, you know, they, just like the the way that they really are sort of pushing it across and and even the way that they've incorporated it in, in so like like if you have a 360 you have access like or an xbox like you have access to some of this stuff so you don't need to be super current with with a gen you don't need to have the, the latest greatest hardware it's been mm. a pretty cool stuff so mm. you know what what about their bad step buddy or wait well, you got something actually- else no, it's actually just piggybacking off of that that you just said is that you don't need the latest and greatest. I think it's a bad thing personally that there mm. is there are no exclusives for the series series. Well, that's well, that'll come later. The series series, um, yeah. <laughs> but uh, but that's yeah, that's my ugly. Just throwing it out there. Um, but but I think the fact that like this is a year in to their their new systems and there are no exclusives to their to those systems in particular, you know, if that, um, uh, was it, uh, Forza horizon and okay. Halo and Halo, but those are, those are like recent, like within the last month. So, right. Right. Okay. So you can't play those on the, on the previous generation. Oh, no, you can play those on previous you gen can. stuff. You can't. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah that, that's what I mean. That's okay, what I mean okay. is yeah. like, there's I'm no, picking up what you're putting down. I get, I get that there are still, you know, they're more powerful machines, but it's still just weird to me. And I mean, they're selling too. So I, I don't know. What am I, what, what are my two cents worth? I'm just an armchair critic. Sure. But that, that does not, uh, that does not sell me on, on their systems in the least if I can play them in other places, which I know goes against the whole thing that I just said with PC, but still. Yeah, man, I, I hate. I feel like we're. I'm sort of just reiterating what the previous person <laughs> said before me, but that that's kind of the tree I was going to bark up to. Great minds Josh. think alike, Micah. Great minds think um, alike, buddy. Yeah. So, I, Nate, I remember having a conversation with you on the phone earlier in the year. Mm-hmm. You know, we were just cho- talking shop for like three hours about we were we were venting about. Um, well, it, yeah, Sony's like it was, it was mostly we're just like we're kind of like why isn't Sony do something. <laughs> right, but but basically in that talk we t- we were talking about how I was like Xbox hasn't really done anything yet this generation, mm-hmm. and when you here we are a year away from the from the launch of the Series X and Series S, and um, what games did they come out with? They, well, they had Psychonauts, which is also on PlayStation, and mm-hmm. then they had Forza and Halo, which they always have. Yeah, every mm-hmm. other year or whatever it is, you know what I'm saying? That's like the that's the joke. Fable, Forza, and Halo. Fable, Forza, and Halo, you know? Yeah. So it's like you still, a year after your console's release, you haven't released anything of substance, truly. Now, I'm not, not, I mean, I'm not knocking Forza, I'm not knocking Halo. It's like but one of the only games. That's... I'm literally playing Forza Horizon 5 right now, and I'm loving it. It's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Um, not knocking the game. I'm saying it's just the same old thing. Like, you, yeah, you yeah. still need to come out with those those bangers, those those Breath of the Wilds, those God of War, you know, these things that are only on the Xbox that is, is new and, you know, and it's not Halo and Forza. Sorry. You know, so... With it, um, we're getting a new Fable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, you know, it's like there's a bunch of stuff coming out. There's the new Hellblade. Yeah. There's Redfall. There's Starfield. There's all these games that are out in the future, but still it hasn't come to fruition yeah. yet. They, they've got all these studios, all these things that they're supposed to be doing stuff with. And it's like, okay, well, where's the product? Yeah, you still haven't shown it. You st- there's still technically no reason, unless you just want the best, you know, all the bells and whistles and the greatest specs. There's no reason to go out and get a Series X. 
Mm-hmm. You know, I can play Halo Infinite on my Xbox One X or whatever. You know, you know that's what I've got. That's what I'm, I'm going to be doing that. Mm-hmm. You know, um, yeah, I'm subscribed to Game Pass. They got me money. They, they got my money there. But um, I'm just like, okay, you got all these studios. You're bragging about all this stuff. But it's like, okay, where's the product? And are you going to are you going to be able to shepherd all those studios in the way that the Nintendos and the Sonys do with all their studios mm-hmm. and put out A after A after A, you know, like grading game, mm-hmm. like you know, a ninety game on Metacritic, ninety, ninety nine. They keep well, you know, and that's, these, these first party Nintendo and Sony games are they're not great; they're fantastic. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, like, they got to yeah. hit that same caliber, I think, um, for for most of their games. I think sort of the the one it's like. This coming year will sort of be a bit of a proving ground. And if they can't really muster it, like their their whole goal is to what have one AAA release every quarter. If they can actually do that and like maintain that rhythm and that that sort of like that velocity, Sony and Nintendo, I think, are both gonna maybe feel some pain. Um because mm-hmm. that that will definitely yeah. eat into everybody's sort like the market share and the mind share. Um but I think that's that's the the thing is like I'm like you guys have to prove that you can actually do this. Um, so, but yeah, I I sort of on a different bend. My sort of bad is like, dude, the whole games with gold game pass, like just that whole mess, and sort of like I don't see them. Like, there's a part of me that just like, and I know that they they did that there was that whole like games with gold pricing change and all that other stuff that they did. My thing is just like, you guys just need to pull off the bandaid, like just get rid of the Microsoft game service or whatever you, whatever they want to, but basically the Microsoft gold, like just get rid of it. Just like rip off the bandaid, like convert that time to game pass time and just make that your default service. Like just this multi-tiered crap is, is frankly a little confusing and at this point in time games with gold is just like it's something that's holding them back just and this is like it's like the stuff that they offer on that is almost never competitive when it well with the exception of this last month from sony but the ps plus titles are almost always consistently better almost always you know i'm not saying every time but it's just like you know there's a reason that they're not like you don't really hear that much about it because it doesn't it doesn't do anything. And so my thing is just tear off the bandaid, get rid of that. Like that's the one thing is like, they don't know how to handle that. And, and I think like the biggest mistake is just that they're letting this thing sort of sit there and pollute the ecosystem. And it's, they just need to get rid of it. And it's, and again, it's not major. That's like, it's a fairly minor misstep. Like of all the like dumb things you could do. That's not, it's like, well, you know, it's not killing them, but I'm just like, I'm just like, dude, that's the one, th- like, get rid of that thing. Just like figure out like how you're going to sort of roll everything up and bundle it up and just get rid of it. Um, yeah. you, you, you can tell that they don't care about games. Yeah. With gold. Yeah. Um, so games with gold, excuse me. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it just seems like an afterthought for them compared to game pass. So yeah, I'm, I'm 100% in agreement with you there. I, so what I'll, what I'll say is like my, my weird, like my ugly kind of thing is just like the way that like they talk around <laughs> what game pass is actually t- like costing. Um, you, you know, there was that, that comment recently, um, that it's like, it's sustainable. And all the Microsoft fanboys are like, no, that means it's viable. And I'm like, sustainable does not mean profitable. 
It means that the losses that they are incurring and they are incurring losses are maintainable and they're negligible. Like, and for a company that, that nets as much as they do, that might be a really big number. And I know it's like, and I'm just like, like the thing is like, they're not going to tell you how much money they're making or losing on this thing. Well, I think when they start making money, they'll let us know. <laughs> but I think the the reality is they are losing money on Game Pass, but they see it as and 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 to to their credit, they're just like they're sort of it, it's more of a, I think a long game, and I know it's not their only avenue of income and everything else, but I, I really like I would almost like I'm just like why don't you guys just like say it like yeah we're losing money on this, but we we feel that this is a better investment of the future in gaming, whatever you want to say. But no, they play these dumb little word games where it's like, I'm like, this is just weird. Like, just tell, like, I know that you're not making money off this. And like, and, and, and I'm not trying to be like, but it's like, here's, here's the thing. Even if they're, they're, they're not making enough to talk about it. And that's with them owning the server farms and everything else. Like they own all that, that Microsoft, Azure cloud gaming stuff. Like they don't have to, it's not like with Sony or anybody else that contracts with them where they have to, like those companies have to pay to use those services. Microsoft doesn't bill themselves for that. Like they're not losing money on that crap. You know, as I'm saying, like, it's just like, it's one of those things where there's a lot of advantages in there on their behalf. And I'm just like, to me, it's just befuddling. Like why, why can't you just sort of be honest? Like just shoot straight. And again, that's sort of the ugly for me when it comes to, or the, the, what, what are you doing? Um, when it comes to Microsoft, that's, that's just me. Yeah, but one thing I wanted to point yeah. out, um, you know, Phil Spencer keeps saying like, oh yeah, but like Microsoft is all in on gaming, all in on gaming. And it's like, well, yeah, I mean, that would be the case when Satya Nadella, the CEO is now getting bonuses based on Game Pass's performance, which is a fact. Mm. Um, it's like, yeah, of course he's all in on gaming. He's going to get personally, you mm. know, compensated for specific goals being reached. Bonuses kick in, not like you're doing good because the company's doing good. It's like, no, when you meet this number in Game Pass, you're a bonus kicks in for you, CEO. Mm-hmm. So that sort of stuff is like, yeah, Microsoft is always like, well, no crap, they are. <laughs> um, so and yeah, like Phil Spencer has a fiduciary duty as. Colin uh, Moriarty has said mm. much on sacred symbols, uh, Nate, to to tell the truth. And if he could use the P word, he would use the P mm. word, and he can't. He can't say it's profitable because it's not. Um, That's so, why so, yeah, that the is, word sustainable, right? Um, they very much want to use that word. I promise they would be shouting it as, as soon as it becomes so. Just like, um, just like they would be shout, like if their numbers were dominant. Like I know that they've said we were having a better year than we've ever had before. If their numbers were comparable to Sony's, they'd be telling us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and I'm um, not, I'm not trying to be whatever. Like I'm just saying, like there's a reason they don't talk about these things. They're not shouting them from the rooftops. Mm-hmm. But anyways, didn't mean to interrupt you, Micah. But um, yeah, I was trying to think what my weird was. From I, I had something good, and it just it just escaped me. Um, so Josh, let's move on to you. Maybe it'll come back to me. Maybe. Okay, okay. So I've got I've got a couple concepts, but I think it, uh, tying it into what you've already mentioned, I think it is just these word games that Microsoft likes to play. So um, 
you talked about, you know, like the long game of Game Pass. That's kind of a question to me. I, I don't really understand that. But some of the, some of these these uh, uh, word games, the naming convention of their no. freaking consoles, I think, is terrible. <laughs> Absolutely horrible. Uh, you know, the, the series series of S or X or Xbox One X or you know just. It's yeah, that that is horrible. Here, here's another one. Here's another one that I I have only heard from Microsoft. I've not heard it from Sony. You you may correct me. Um, is a console exclusive game, or or something along the lines of what? What are some of the other? Didn't didn't they use another term? Um, a time. Well, they're, they're timed exclusives, but they they throw out different ways to say exclusive, even if it's not really yeah exclusive. launch exclusive things. Yes, like that. I think yeah. The the one that made me like the, the some of the word games that I thought were funny when they talked about like with the Bethesda acquisition. And they're like, well, if it has a history, you know, and, and and it's like, you know, they're talking. It's like that was part of the, the like for it was probably a good six months, and nobody had any idea. I mean, some of us were just like, no, it means like if the game's on there, they're going to support it and they're going to do whatever. But if it's not, and I mean, and a great example of that is like what they do with Psychonauts. Like, there's a playstation version but it's not a native ps5 version there's a native series x version which takes advantage of all the bells and whistles and and which i'm not grumpy about at all um Mm -hmm. you know but there's no native ps5 version it's instead you're you're sort of shackled with the ps4 version which is still probably an excellent game but it's it's sort of like the like and when people are like losing their minds when they're like Starfield is going to be an Xbox exclusive. I'm like, duh. <laughs> like, like it's like, no, they're not going to bring this over. Like, and, and they'd be stupid too. It's like, why would you cede any advantage? Um, mm-hmm. and, and again, that stuff doesn't bother me near as much as like some, like some of the other shenanigans. Like, like I said, Psychonauts, I'm, I'm a little chapped about, but yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, it's just like the weird word games and naming convention. It's just like, well, and it, like you're talking about the naming conventions. So I, I heard about a theoretical like midlife refresh where it's basically a Series X, but in a slimmed down version. And it's instead of having the drive, it's all digital. And it's like, what are you going to call it? The Series DX, the Series SX, the Series, you know, MX, the Series like Series Series. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, yeah, it's like, I mean... <laughs> The, the naming convention with Microsoft has not been good from the get-go. I mean, right. you had the original Xbox, which was, like, fine. Mm-hmm. Then you had 360, yeah. and everybody's like, what? Then you it, have... It's weird, but it works, okay? Yeah. It's not, it's not terrible. But it, then you have works. one, and Xbox One right. X, and then you have right. the Xbox Series, That's and it's like... go off the rails. Yeah. <laughs> Just like... It's like... Yeah. The whole numbering convention that that number yeah. that number no yeah even even for for your console micah like uh, an xbox one x like three x's in the title of uh, yeah. it just what yeah <laughs> it, it, it's nuts. ever since xbox one it's been going downhill and they've mm-hmm. somehow never like they somehow keep get managing to outdoing their out, 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 mm-hmm. outdoing themselves with it but uh <laughs> yeah the, the next console that'll be I really thought they were going to correct the ship with this with the series console, mm-hmm. and they right somehow didn't. 
Yeah. <laughs> like, well, immediately when they announced the Xbox One, people were calling it the X-Bone. You know, so you'd right. think... You'd, you'd want to think through this a little bit more for your next series, but the, it's it's almost yeah. like they were saying, like you know how I am I am fond of saying uh, saying this, but it's almost like internally they had a memo that said, "Let's make it weird," you know. It's just like, <laughs> guys, come on, come on. Yeah. But Micah, did 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 your did your ugly pop up? No, it, it might come up later on, and I might mention it. But yeah, no, I lost it. Well, we'll have Does Josh anyone, uh, fix it in post. Remember Hololens Connect? Oh yeah, oh, geez. <laughs> um, I'm just Anyways. looking through here. Uh, yeah, as far as any Microsoft commentary, uh, 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 KJVO said uh, that Microsoft killed it with the whole Game Pass stuff. He he also mentioned, uh, you know. Uh, but yeah, there there wasn't a ton as far as Microsoft, good, bad, or ugly kind of goes. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's let's move on to Sony and Micah. We're going to change the order. I want you to sort of lead us off. I'll go in the middle, and Josh, you can wrap us up with sort okay. of like what is like one thing that Sony just nailed this year. Um, I don't know if I can say it's this year. Uh, but it's just the PS5 and, and the launch and the the software that they have. Mm-hmm. Um, I think um, you know it's it's easy in the first year to look at it's like oh man nah, the it's not worth a, not worth buying yet or like uh, the launch games aren't aren't really there or the libraries go back and compare this the the, the library to the PlayStation 4. Mm-hmm. I dare you like it's it's way 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 better um, and it's not even close really. Um, go back compare it to the PlayStation 3 not even like PlayStation 4 is better than that one. So it's not even close. So we have a the PS2's great library. initial library was trash for like the first had, three months. Had SSX. Mm-hmm. That was it. You know, anyway, and Fantavision. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. You want to do some fireworks. Um, so did have you know, a DVD player though. Th- th- this is very true. Um, so they made a great piece of hardware and mm-hmm. good grief. The, the dual sense is, um, is it mm-hmm. for me? That that thing is is the is the evolutionary jump. It's that generational jump. That's the thing that is going to kind of wow you or whatever um, coming into when you um, when you open the box. You boot up Astro's Playroom or Astro whatever mm. it's called, and you're like, "Dang gum!" That's when you cool. when you're walking. Like I love walking through the different surfaces and the the way that the haptics. Like and and again, this sounds like I'm not trying to blow smoke up anyone's rear end here. The way the haptics sort of like feel on that are fantastic. Like mm-hmm. th- there is a very distinct difference between like, you know, ice, glass, metal, grass. Like there's like sort of all these different like and the the, the haptics in the game responds to each one of those things. It's it's it is really wild. And uh yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah I, I made a comment one time that I would I'd rather have the dual sense controller than game pass if I had to choose one or the mm-hmm. other, like that thing enhances games. Like when I go back and play PS4 games that don't have the support or other consoles, it's just like, uh, like it's just kind of missing something. Um, hmm. I'm sort of feel also feeling that with load times, you know, with the PS5 and going back and playing with some Forza on the Xbox one X and good grief. It's, I know it's like the biggest first world problem ever, but I'm like, this feels like I'm wasting my time, <laughs> you know, like I'm mm. trying to play a game and I'm just sitting here wait, wait, watching it load. Um, so yeah, they just created a, a great piece of hardware that has a standout lineup. I mean, we're going to talk about Returnal probably a little bit later, but you know, um, Spider-Man, uh, 
Demon Souls, Returnal, Kena, Deathloop, Ratchet and Clank. Like, there's a lot of good software already in year mm-hmm. one uh, for this machine. Um, something for everyone, probably. And um, yeah, so just that's that's my good, I guess, is that they successfully launched a, a killer system. Yeah, they got some supply issues. Maybe we'll get into that. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, I guess that's it. Yeah, I it's sort of almost sort of like swinging off that into like I really think one of the things that uh, over the last year I've been pretty impressed with uh, Sony in and uh, is the uh, the the studio acquisitions that they've made in the last couple of years. Housemark, Blue Point, like Housemark was a little bit of a surprise to me. But uh, after playing Returnal, I'm like, oh no, I can absolutely see. Like, yeah, if you did not snap these 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 guys up. You were robbing yourself, depriving yourself. Yeah. Blue Point is like it was like it was kind of like one of those things. Like when it finally happened, I was like, "Yes!" You know, sort of like, "Yes, yes, yes!" And it was like because they they've been such good partners for so long at this point in time that mm-hmm. I just wanted to see. I wanted to see Blue Point come home. I am a little sort of like bummed that Blue Point isn't going to just be a port remake studio, but I'm also excited for them because they're getting to make a project that it seems like they're pretty passionate about. They're br- yeah. going to bring a lot of technical know-how. It's going to be really cool. Um, I just think, like I said, the, the, the those two studios in particular, um, the studio that did the persistence, I haven't played that yet, but I've heard really good mm-hmm. things about that. Like, uh, right. is that fire Sprite? Correct. Um, like they, they've, it seems like they've made some really tactical acquisitions, whereas, you know, the, there was that big grab from Microsoft again, sort of the Bethesda acquisition, and I just felt like scary and kind of weird and like, ooh, like Evil Empire. And I'm not saying that Sony's like some benevolent, like, but it just right. it feels like their decisions are a little more intentional, tactical, and again, like it's sort of like, and they make they make a lot more sense to me. And it's but um, that's sort of my like. Like if I had to sort of like give Sony one good on you and it, I, I think they've done a lot, right? Like I, I think the PS5 is an outstanding piece of hardware. Um, and I think too, even sort of like, you know, echoing some of what you said, Micah is like, dude, like honestly, uh, we were talking with uh, Eric Bryant a little bit about control and control on the PS5 is like best case scenario for like why, you, you know, why the, 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 the the generation upgrade is 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 necessary like that yeah. game yeah but uh josh i i'm, I'm interested to hear well, what do you think uh like what's the one sort of thing that like that gets a good on you from uh from jo- for sony from josh brocklow well it's it's kind of funny actually because it's it it is along similar lines um but i do take a different perspective and i would push back on some of the stuff that's that's already been said um i personally don't think the ps5 warrants a purchase at 4 and 500 dollars with i mean yes micah you did list off a, a number of exclusives but I mean, it's less, it's less than a dozen about a year in of, of true exclusives, like games that you cannot play in, in PS on PS4 mm-hmm. and, and you're counting like, yes, Demon's Souls looks great, but it is also a remake. So you can play the original still, and I'm sure it's way better than the original. Don't get me wrong. And you've also, you guys have also brought up, you know, the controller, things like that. Astro's Playroom, I'm sure is fantastic. I've heard nothing but good things. So I'm not trying to be a downer, but to me, like, it does not warrant a $400. You're harsh my budge, Josh. 
in the in the mid well but this is okay so i'm turning it around okay so i'm i'm putting all that garbage down at the bottom first to say that they these things ps5s cannot stay in stock anywhere mm. and yes it's because of you know like supply issues yes but even still they are selling like gangbusters like it is insane how many how many sales that they're actually making um off of something that i would say does not warrant the the price because also you know there's a console and then there's a game. if you buy the console and a game that's like 500 bucks minimum you know after taxes um so so the fact that they can sell that to me is mindshare is 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 just the name like right now i think they are selling ps5s on a promise on a promise of spider-man 2 and god of war and uh and and again i don't mean to say that there aren't good games like returnal sounds fantastic also i'm not saying that but they are promising you there are more of these experiences which to me they have built up over the previous generation in particular certainly sony has had a great track record so i'm not i'm not dogging on them at all i'm just saying like there were some fantastic games on ps4 and the sequels to that if you want to play the sequels to that like you should get the newer system because that's what it's made for and i get some of them are also coming to ps4 also i get that um but unlike xbox which like they don't care what's it what you know what you play it on um but the latest and greatest is going to play better kind of a thing like no uh, sony is actually releasing some exclusive games so to me what stands out in with what sony is doing is the fact that they have built their empire <laughs> as it were um to where they can release a new system with some with some upgrades to it and convince like a majority of people and and maybe this is about you know the gaming landscape and youtube and twitch and all this sure but the fact that they're like my understanding is they're leading over microsoft right now with new console sales could be wrong about that. There, the, the PS5 um, is actually, I think the numbers have dipped at this point in time, but it was on uh, track to basically outsell the PS4. And it, I think at wow. this point in time in the console lifecycle is outsold PS4 mm-hmm. units. Yeah. Yeah. See, like that's, that's, yeah, that's crazy to me. The, the fact that that's happening. I think that says something about Sony as much as I'm baffled because I don't see the value proposition there. Uh, personally, I think that says something about Sony, the fact that they have have they have these developers, they've announced these games, they have shown through the last console cycle, yes, we will give you really good experiences. Even towards the end of PS4's life cycle, you know, like Ghost of Tsushima, right? Like like up until right. the end, they were releasing really good games. And I mean, they're still releasing, yes. Yeah. Uh, cross uh, not cross-platform, but you know, cross-generational games. Um, so, sorry if that came off negative. I mean that to be a positive. In that, like they're hmm. they're almost like riding a wave, but going on to something even bigger. You know, like it does not look like they are slowing down. They're well, still going in that same direction. I think like, it. I think it is fair to say game. that in the initial sort of release. They very much mm-hmm. were riding the inertia of yeah. the the PS4 and sort yeah. of so at, at also as a as a as a fanboy, okay? You can call me that if you want to. As a Nintendo fanboy, Switch released with Breath of the Wild. 
Okay. There was a reason from day one to get a Switch. You could buy Breath of the Wild on Wii I understand. That's what I did. What's that? You get Demon Souls, bro. Well, that that's what I'm saying. I don't think Demon Souls compares to Breath of the Wild. But even even despite having like a day one, you know, like banger like that, yeah. they are killing it. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. No. Well, uh, since you've just sort of been already so negative, why don't you tell me why don't you tell me what your bad is? If that's your good. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Tell us um, how you really feel. Oh man. You know, so this is actually the hard one for me, is like I don't I don't know that they're doing anything. Oh no, actually, you know what? Um and this might fall into the weird also because it has yet to pan out right now. But they just announced the new like tiered system that they're going to be moving to for PS plus. And this is the opposite of what you were talking about with games with gold to me, like reading the initial announcements and I could be, and I don't even know if it was an official announcement. I could be wrong about that, mm, but I don't think it, it's it an official, wasn't. but it's yeah. Okay. Okay. So, so this is all speculation. Sorry. This is end of 2021 stuff and it could, you know, you could wash it away. No, it's, uh, it's highly to be believed. It it was from, from from Jason Schreier's reporting over at Bloomberg. He had a very reliable, it's to be believed that there's going to be a three tiered system for places. Yeah. I mean, like he, he wouldn't, wouldn't just put that out if it wasn't credible and it's, yeah, yeah. I don't know if it's been sort of echoed, but like Silicon era released an article that talked about that as well. And I don't know if that was just sort of a mirror article off of Schreier's work or what, but we, we can speak as if it's going to be true because I'd, I'd be shocked if it wasn't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah, the fact that it's moving to three different tiers that, and Hey, you can play old games. Like that's cool. I like that. But the fact that there are different tiers for those games along with still having PlayStation Now is my understanding. So I well, feel no, like PlayStation it, it's Now going, is going away. PS Plus okay. and so is PS Plus. Like okay. basically PS Plus will be rolled into that system from what I understand. Gotcha. Um mm-hmm. so yeah, which is the first tier and then the second tiers yeah. that you add on are, are the additional games. Um yeah, that that it remains to be seen how you know how smooth that goes. But to me, that feels that feels like a bad move. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. personally, that's actually my weird, and we can talk about it a little cool. bit more cool. because for some of the the very same reasons you mentioned. But uh, I think my bad is like I just have been so one. Yeah, some of it is like there haven't been a ton of titles, but it also like I think my biggest sort of frustration with Sony, uh, I think the one is like they have just not been very forthright. Like, and in some ways, like that mm-hmm. sort of playing it real close to the chest and only swinging when they actually have the like, like they're when they're ready has has been working for them. But I know as a fan, it has been just infuriating at times when I'm just like, I just want you to say something. I just want you like, and, and frankly, I'm a little concerned and I guess like, is that like, why, like part of it is like, they've just been so, it just seems like they've been so slow to sort of respond to everything and to move. And even like sort of with the, the, the new PS online stuff, like, I'm just like, man, you guys are like, you're not quite on this is, and I get it. It's like, they're a big company. Like change is going to happen slowly, but it's like, it just, it, they're almost, it's like, they're almost reactionary at times. 
And I just like, I'm like, it's sort of, we mentioned it. Like I really like when Microsoft starts dropping a game every quarter, I'm like, Sony, you need to be ready for this because they're coming. And when they do like, and I don't, and I, I just kind of like, I don't know if Sony is ready. Um, but, and again, mm. but it's, I think a lot of it is just like, and some of it's a good thing. It's, it's, you know, if, if they're, if they're sort of pulling their punches and they're not like saying anything until they want to, like, uh, or until they're ready to just sort of come swinging out of the gate with that knockout hit, that's one thing. But I just like, I've been just frustrated and irritated and annoyed by their silence and they're just complete sort of like, just like optically. And again, I'm sort of using this term, like the whole, like, shutting down the, the the PS3 store and the Vita stuff and just being like, mm-hmm. and like all the, like the, just like, it's like, it's, it's kind of like one of those situations where it's like, I think if you had primed people a little bit more, if you'd given a yeah. little bit more like leeway, if you'd sort of been a little more talk, like people might, but it was like, this just like, now this is what we're doing and you can go get stuffed. And I'm like, and it's like, you're, you're going to be, like silent on all these other things that are really important and, and that your, your fan base is kind of like your, your, your consumers and customers are really like wanting you to speak on. And instead you're going to be like, and we're getting rid of the PS3 store. And it's like, who asked for that? Like who, <laughs> like, you know, and it, it's like, Oh, we're, and we're not going to, you're not going to be able to buy stuff on PSP and uh, Vita's going away too. And it's like, really? Like that seemed like a good move to you. Hmm. But I mean, like I said, I just feel like that sort of like that stuff right there. It's like that again, it's sort of like, it's almost like when it came like to the optics, it's like where Microsoft mm-hmm. was just like hitting it all the time. It was like, it seemed for a while there, every time Sony had something to say, it was like, that's not great. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, I yeah. mean, it, but I, I'm just saying like that, that's sort of been my experience sort of on the bad side of things. How about you, Micah? What do you think? Yeah. Well, one, one thing that can speak to that, I think is, and my bad will be this is the, um, all the, all the internal movement within the organization, mm. um, uh, from mm. the top, uh, kind of through the middle management and stuff. I, I say middle management, like I know their organization, but, <laughs> um, just some names that you would expect that that have been there through the late PS3 through the the good years in PS4 and kind of helped them get to where they are. Um, let me start from the beginning. Uh, Sean Layden, um, you know, president and CEO of you know Sony Computer Entertainment America, uh, just left the company like three years ago, two and a half years ago, whatever it was. It's like there was it, it, people that have his tenure and have his position. If you're leaving on good terms, you're usually like, hey, thanks, Sean, for the seven years of service. Blah, blah. I hope you're getting your next adventure. You know, there was nothing like that. He just he's not the CEO or he's not the, the president of that position anymore. Hmm. That's not a good look. What something happened there. So here comes Jim Ryan. That's fine. Whatever. Jim Ryan's a good guy. He's run the European uh, uh, territory. Well, um, PlayStation dominates in Europe. And um hmm. Uh, Shuhei Yoshida, uh, the everyone knows him, everyone loves him, um, head of Worldwide Studios, gets put in the indie corner, um, almost like a demotion. And guys like Adam Boys, Geo Corsi, they're gone. Guys that have helped helped uh, uh, formulate this uh, third-party team, this third-party relations team that guys like Nick Sutner, if you know who he is, mm-hmm. was part of and is no longer part of. Um, they've 
they've had some attrition at Sony in some key hmm. positions. And I think that has caused some of the weird messaging that we're getting or lack thereof, or just hmm. kind of the pivots in general. We're seeing some weird decisions come out of Sony. Some, um, like rumors that the last of us is going to get remade who in the crap asked for that <laughs> um yeah. things like that so that's kind of head scratching um if that you know that that's a rumor if it comes to fruition i'm gonna i'm gonna point right to the all that regime change like th th that's you guys why did you do this you know so mm -hmm. that's that's bad to me everything i'm seeing in playstation land as far as that goes is bad mm -hmm. i don't like any of it i like shuhei being over indies because i love indies but that's about it I, he's a He's more deserving to be in the former role he was in. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, that's, as a PlayStation fan, that's scary. I don't like seeing that. I don't like this more. Um, let's, you know, the kind of the the bottom line matters more than the, the quality of the product. Um, mm -hmm. So that seems to be kind of where they're going. Um, I feel like I had some other point on that to say, but... Um, well this has also sort of been the whole like really leaning into everything needs to be a triple a sort of blow everything out of the water um and it's like and it, it's games that sort of all feel a little samey is is sort of i think a valid critique where you have this sort of third person camera kind of action adventure and yes there's different worlds like you have uh horizon you have god of war you have ghost you have whatever but it's like, yeah, it's like, it's like, yeah, all these games are awesome. But like, there's, there's actually a pretty surprising lack of diversity, which I think they're probably sort of starting, like, you know, like Returnal was, a, it was a third person action adventure game, but it was a, a third person shooter, right. basically. And, you know, some of the stuff, it's like, it's kind of like, well, like your, your portfolio is getting a little stale here, guys. But yeah, and some of that is definitely like an outworking of the regime. And some of that is just sort of the zeitgeist. But yeah, yeah, th definitely the, some of the Jim Ryan, the, and again, like he just, it almost like, I think one of the criticisms, he doesn't seem like a guy who actually likes games. Or, or plays yeah. games. It's like he is a businessman, which is good because you you need business savvy. But it's it's almost like it doesn't feel like he's really in touch with the consumer base at times. And um, mm -hmm. so there's there's that. Yeah, that's definitely yeah. Like it's more important to make an Uncharted movie and Last of Us television series than to make games, maybe. And if those things are good, and, and like listen, there there are arguments like The Witcher. Um, the game actually spiked in sales after the Netflix series. The, yeah, there's precedent. I, I'm, not, I'm not saying they're inherently bad things. And to be fair, I'm very much looking forward to the Last of Us HBO show. Um, but it's those kind of moves where it's like you're putting your emphasis on that, and it's like, is that where we need to be going? Yeah, I don't know. And it's like, yeah, I, I'm not opposed to those things as long as they're done well. I'm just like, mm -hmm. but are they? sort of detracting and distracting us from the, the actual PlayStation sort of what, what, you know, it's kind of like, yeah, who's asking for this stuff? Um, yeah. You know, so like, what's your, you know, sort of like sort of moving into that. And, and you already sort of mentioned it is kind of a, so, some weird stuff they they've done, but like, what's the kind of like the, the, just the head scratching sort of like, what are you doing here? Sony kind of like, um, I'm going to go back to what Josh said with the upcoming PlayStation Plus yeah. plans as far as like the three tiers and all that stuff. 
now uh, this may come as a slight to to someone like Josh or any other Nintendo fan, but Sony is becoming like Nintendo in all the bad Nintendo ways. Mm-hmm. This three-tiered plan looks exactly like the Nintendo Switch Online plan. We just got done panning. <laughs> it sounds exactly like it. It's like, here's uh, you want PlayStation 1 games? You've been wanting it for a long time? Okay, here you go. It's in this top tier. It is the very top dollar uh, uh, tier. And it's going to be a bad price. And oh, by the way, the library is going to kind of suck. And oh, by the way, the ports are kind of not great. It's going to be stuff like that. <laughs> and it's like, that's not, you know, the um, they're about to come out with the Uncharted uh, whatever collection with Uncharted 4, Uncharted oh. uh, Lost Legacy for the PlayStation 5. These are both PS4 games coming out for PS5 with all the bells and whistles, blah, blah, blah. It's going to be 50 bucks. Okay, whatever. If you own the game, if you own either of the old games, actually, you get the upgrade for $10. Cool kind of upgrade path, whatever. That's all fine and good. Well, guess what they did? They took Uncharted 4 and Lost Legacy off of the PlayStation Store. So you currently cannot buy them for a real cheap price. Mm-hmm. That sounds like another company I know that does that sort of stuff. Totally does. <laughs> and it's like, Sony, you're picking up the wrong habits from Nintendo. You can you can be like them. You can think you're this bougie shop that has like games that people will like, you know. Yeah. So yeah. you're not you're not that Sony. Sorry. Please Just cut it out. Please don't um, please don't be that. <laughs> Yeah. So, so don't think you're you're so that you can just make these sort of decisions, and that's everyone's gonna like drink your Kool Aid. Like, if you come out and that that top tier PlayStation Plus plan is like more than sixty bucks a year, and it's got like Chrono Cross <laughs> and um, you know uh, Final Fantasy VIII on it. Sorry, that ain't gonna cut it. You know, <laughs> right? Um, yeah. Like, you gotta have the you gotta have the gems. So I, I, I foresee that happening, that, that exact thing where it's it's eighty dollars a year and the good games are Chrono Cross and Final Fantasy Eight. It's like cool, okay, you know, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it, it, yeah, just to sort of like jump off the jump off you there and and sort of circle back around to kind of what I was saying earlier. The this whole three tiered plan thing, I'm going like what. Like why you're just sort of like it? It's just it's confusing. I don't really like and like. Here, here's the thing. I'm I'm a little more optimistic about it. I maybe I shouldn't be, but I am like, if this is done well and the price point is like decent, this will be cool. But nothing like. Listen, I have PS Now and it's kind of cool, and I've done some streaming with it, and I don't mind it. But I'm just saying like. I just want to say to Sony, like, if you guys do not do this right, this will blow up in your face. Like, you know, honestly, what I think they, I think the smarter sort of bet would have been is to like, you want to do this sort of rebranding sort of whatever, roll everything into the same service, give it a bit of a, a, a a bump in, in pay. Like, cause like, here's the thing. Nobody, Mm -hmm. Nobody really buys a year of PS Plus for 60 bucks anymore. We wait till it goes on sale for 20, 30 bucks, and then we scoop up a couple years at a pop. So, like, look at that, and then look at the fact that, like, for people who are into the PS Now service, like the savvy consumers, like, we're, we're snapping it up. Like, I bought another year of PS, uh, PS Now, I mean, for like 35 bucks for a year. And so it's like, you can probably you, you don't play by the hour? No, I don't play by the hour, you silly boy. <laughs> you silly boy. Um as <laughs> a silly thing. 
Um, but but I'm, I'm saying like what you could probably do is sort of just like you could probably justify a bit of a price hike. Say like, you know what? It, uh, we're going to roll the plane up to like what it's at 60 bucks a year right now. Say kick it up to like 75 or 80 base price. And then like, you know, when the deals come up, people can snap that up, you know, but like roll it all into one service, streamline it, tighten it, tighten it up, give us a better, like, y- you know, but instead it's, a, yeah, it's like, we're going to like, it's a new system and a new, and it's like, we'll see. And, and at this point in time, we don't know enough about it to like really have an opinion. And I, I, I just, I want them to sort of like dip into their history, but yeah, like, don't give me the turd sandwiches. Like, give me the gems, like, or just, like, I'm not interested. So, um, Josh, as far as, like, weird stuff that Nintendo does, um, or not Nintendo, Sony does, um, (laughs) what is sort of, like, your, like, your kind of, like, closing thoughts here? I mean, I probably just don't keep up with, the, I guess, the news and stuff as much as you guys. So, so there wasn't much to, that came to mind. The first thing that came to mind, technically, it wasn't this year. It was last year with the consoles release. The PS5s just look freaking weird. I'm sorry. They're, they're just strange-looking <laughs> systems. This, the space um, doesn't do it for you, buddy? Yeah, yeah. It's 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 just straight and it's huge and and weird. And I get that you can get used to it. I'm not saying, you know, they're they're weird consoles out there. I get it. Um it's it okay. That's 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 a move. Um but you know what? All this talk of exclusives and things has brought up something else in my mind. And and maybe this is a little like left of center. It's not quite just Sony themselves, but I see it in a couple different places. Um, you were talking about this, uh, uh, The Last of Us possibly being remade for PS5. I see that also uh, a few other areas, like the uh, Final Fantasy VII Intergrade version. That's like, you can get a hefty bunch of DLC if you buy it on the new console. Like, just just weirdness of like, well, yeah, but you could also play the PS4 version on your PS5. But we're re-releasing the game with more content on the system you could already play it on this is weird to me i see the same thing with um uh what's that called the the baby sack uh uh game the kojima uh, death Stranding Stranding. director's cut yeah of of just like you can play this you can play your ps4 game on here or let's just re-release it on the new console with some additional content it's it's just weird, and it's not like it hasn't ever been done before. I get it. You could say the same about Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. That was a Wii U game, but there, Wii U had a very small install base, and Switch has a very large install base, so it makes sense. Whereas, like with PS4 and PS5, it's you know, it, I don't I know. Even it's not say, exactly a console seller. I would just say, like, dude, like part of the the weirdness surrounding all of that has been like the PS, like the PS4 to PS5 upgrade path has just been, yeah, nightmarish. Like yeah. mm-hmm. it's it's been it's been so weird and convoluted. And they're like, well, you can upgrade if you have this version and da 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 for this amount. And mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, the integrated stuff. And it's just like, uh like. And how many of us made fun of smart delivery when Xbox when Microsoft announced that? We're like, what a marketing term! Big what, old smart hand delivery. In the air. And now it's <laughs> like, oh, 
that, that works pretty good. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's, <laughs> hey, you know what? Like, I'm not opposed to like saying like, hey, we put some money into we we had to invest a little bit extra. Like, I will pay ten bucks for for a generation upgrade. I would pay fifteen if it was really good. But it's like it's this weird, convoluted, yeah. like nonsense, and you—it's almost like you don't know what you're buying or getting into. Mm-hmm. It's just like I'm like, like uh, one of the the things. It's just like simplicity, 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 simplicity. Keep it simple, stupid. Like yeah. consumers, like this this whole confusion, like like yeah. I'm just like, oh man, like like. Dude, when I have to ask, like, when I have to, like, go down a wiki hole to try and figure out what version of this game I need to buy, like, no. Yeah. No, thanks. Yeah, yeah you're, you're, you're 100% right. It's, it's weird. One case that got me, or a couple of cases that got me, is um, I have a digital-only PS5. Okay, yeah. And so I um, I played and loved Final Fantasy VII Remake on PS4, so I was going to get the $10 upgrade. Well... I can't put my disc into my digital PS5, so I have no proof to say that I ever owned it. So I got to buy the whole thing again for Whoa. $70 if I want it, um, which Whoa. ain't happening. Yeah. So like for, for uh, it's, a, you know, it's a small boat. For the person that went physical last generation and then went digital this yeah. generation, you're kind of screwed with that upgrade path. You, yeah. There's no way for you to, to prove that you own the game ever. So Yeah. Okay. Well, I think just sort of a bonus weirdo moment. Have you guys, Micah, have you heard about uh, December's PS Plus games? Uh, oh, you talking about the Godfall? Yeah, and how it's like the yeah. gutted version of that game. Right. Yeah, you can only get the PS4 version. Well, and it's it's not even the full PS4 ver- 4 version. It's oh. a gutted version of that. The Challenger Edition is not the full game. It's, it's like, like the starter pack. It's ba- no, it's like end game content. It like gives you, and it like it restricts you. And if you want to play the full game, you have to go and pay the. Six- I'm like, like one of those. That sounds like some 2K marketing crap. Yeah, to me. it's like I don't know. I was like, um, that's weird. That's I did notice when I was redeeming it that it was the fifteen dollar version. Yep. Yeah. Well, yeah. Because because you had to weird. scroll down a little bit it's to go do it. It's a version the of the game. Thing. It's not the full version of the game. <laughs> it's like this weird, like it's got like three modes and it's heavily gated access. And I was like, yeah. I was kind of like, hey, you know what? That's cool. Like, I'll I'll check this game out now because it's on it's it's on PS Plus because I mm-hmm. like mildly like this looks kind of cool, you know, it's, mm-hmm. and then I, I was like, I was like, nope, hard pass. Like, in fact, I'm not even going to redeem this. You guys can go suck it. Like, this is going to be like a PS plus game that I just like hard. No, like I'll redeem the mm-hmm. other two. That one can just, I don't want it. I don't want it on my hard drive. I no. like goodbye. Last weird thing I'll mention for Sony. We're kind of, this is like the Sony crap on a hour. Um, they, you know, they talk about, you know, PlayStation plus is, uh, excuse me, PlayStation now is a joke compared to game pass. One reason it's so is, you know, okay, you, you can download games and stuff now. It's not always just streaming, but, um, something like, for example, uh, Marvel's Avengers came up on, uh, PlayStation now. Well, there again, it's only the PS4 version. Yep. You can't download the new PS5 version on it. That's just mm-hmm. weird. Like Why? Like you, that's not a problem. It's not even a question. You don't have to think about it. If you got the Series X and it's on Game Pass, you can you can get that version. Um, mm-hmm. Stuff like that is just like Sony. What are you doing, man? 
Yeah. yeah. I was just going to say that that game that you were talking, the gutted game uh, that was that was for December. If you want to play a game about God's falling, get your Switch out. There's a game called Shin Megami Tensei Five. Anyways, mm-hmm. uh, I know I well, talked. Yo, about you know what? that that sort of rolls into the next little bit here. I I thought what might be a nice little palate cleanser is uh you know end of the year uh we've we've played a bunch of stuff and I you know so far this year I've managed to beat 29 games and some of these varying stages Dang. of completion. Um, you know uh. So I'll just rip on through here. Remnant from the Ashes and all the DLC for that. Uh, Dragon Quest V went through and did a completion run on the Unfinished Swan. Uh, or no, played through the Unfinished Swan, did a completion run on What Remains of Edith Finch. Uh, beat Streets of Rage 4, Minute, uh, Hugh, XCOM 2, Technomancer, Nier Automata. And I, got the, I did get the plat on Nier Automata. A short hike, um, dude. Like that's a little bit of a sleeper, guys. Get that game. It is such a chill, cool, cute little experience. Like, like I'm half tempted to buy it again for my PlayStation just to play it again and get some trophies. I totally got my eye on it. Hundred percent. I want to pick that game. I it's I had a like it's just fun. It's like a super chill little game. I it's like seven bucks. Yeah, dude. It's it's tons of fun like i mean it's it's not like gonna like melt your face or like blow your mind but it's i i just had a super chill cool little experience um astro's playroom completion on that miles morales completion on that uh persona 4 dancing moonlighter darksiders genesis breath of the wild ape out control and all the dlc completion on all that stuff uh sayonara wild hearts man eater was dude I, i'll tell you what loved that game this year uh <laughs> like it loved it so much i got the plat it's 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 yeah. just it's good good old-fashioned stupid fun i want to play that one as well dude oh, get on soon. it man like it's, it's yeah, pretty much uh it's it's dude it's a shark pg and it's yes that's exactly what it is um lovely Baldur's gate Dying Light. I'm still playing Dying Light, but I did beat the the main campaign. Uh, Apotheon. I beat the main campaign for Vermintide Two, and then Sword and Sorcery. But the game, like, and I, and I'm playing Metroid Dread right now. But and honestly, it, it could have been, I think, sort of either one uh, of these two. I think if I had started off with Metroid Dread and was a little more invested in it, it'd probably be a pretty strong contender for my game of the year. Um, but dude, it's Returnal. My game, the 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 coolest thing I played all year this year is what I'm playing right now, and I, it makes me mad because I slept on it. <laughs> you know, I've been sleeping mm-hmm. on this game since. Like Logan, Logan sent me a copy for my 40th birthday uh, back at the end of April, beginning of May, and I was like, ah, I'll get around to it. I'll get around to it. I'll get around to it. There's all this other, and I'm like, why did I wait? Like. And it, well, and it's like because I had other things to play, but this game, like Returnal, is my game of the year. It's it's awesome. And like I said last year, Hades was my game of the year. Um, and there's a lot of similarities. They're both sort of roguelites, um, two very different sort of like styles of play. Um, but like the, the the music for Hades is far beyond like m- much more memorable. Although the music and sound design and remnant is really, really good. It does not no candles. 
no candles held in comparison to Hades. Uh, but like, there's that sl- the slow drip of the story, like so many similarities. And it's like, I- I'm just like, I'm into it. Like, and honestly, when I'm done with it, Josh, we'll probably have a conversation about, you know, putting it on the list. Um, any, mm. every, pretty much everything else I played this year, I'm kind of like, meh. Like there might be some as like, more places like Streets of Rage Four, should that go on there as as a bit of a representation of the beat 'em ups, side scrolling beat 'em ups or whatever? But yeah, my game of the year, folks, this year, and it's like I'm not even done with it, but I'm so into this game, and it could be one of those things I get to the end and I'm gonna be like, this is disgusting, and I hate it, I hate myself. <laughs> I want to return all this game. I want to return all this game. I don't think that's gonna happen, um, but I'm into it. I'm super into it. Returnal is like. 10 out of 10 would play again. 10 out of 10 will play again. Um, you know, mm-hmm. um, Josh, why don't you sort of like, like you, you already, I think sort of alluded to it maybe, but mm-hmm. like your personal game of the year this year, what was it, man? Have, have you heard? <laughs> no, well, actually because it was, because it was uh, dropped in the discord earlier, I, I uh, earlier this week, um, it did get me thinking about the games that I've played. And while I won't run through all of them, um, there, there was a question that was thrown out about the top five games. And so I did do a short little ranking of the top five that I've played this year. Or I guess, I guess technically it was the top five that I'd finished this year because, uh, well, except for the last one. Anyways, it doesn't make, doesn't, doesn't make sense because I didn't, I didn't consider some of the games that I, that I played and hadn't finished except for my number one. Um, so I'll just run through real quickly my top five for the year. Uh, number five, I put Bloodstained Curse of the Moon. Um, nice. And I was a bit conflicted about number five because God of War is a very good game. Um, and that, and so that one fell to my, my honorable mention, um, blood sign, bloodstained is only like a couple hours long. This is not the, the actual bloodstained, this is curse of the moon. The make sort of looking thing. Yeah. Yes. Yes. It's got sort of the, the faux NES kind of graphics to it. It play, you know, it's very reminiscent of Castlevania Mm three. Um, and I just loved how, how, like short and compact it was, but how much you could do with that game, the replay value, um, the, the replaying it and getting different story beats and stuff. It's just a really cool game. Uh, number four is Radiant Historia. I finally played through and beat that game, and that is mm. a little gem, certainly, um, with all the time travel components. Number three, you guys would appreciate this, was What Remains of Edith Finch. We did an entire episode yeah. about it together. And just as I'm looking back on the games that I played, like that one just resonates so much. Uh, with me like it, it just it it sticks in there you know there, yeah, there's so yeah. much to think about with that game even though it's a tiny little game a tiny little experience there's there's a lot that's packed in there lots of detail um and it says something about the human condition which is what i appreciate similarly to my number two game which was near automata mm. um and you know we we have episodes about this as well, so we don't need to go too deep into it. But um, even if the gameplay isn't ten out of ten, uh, I think what this game tried to do, and I would say pulled off in in a lot of wit- different ways, um, it really again stuck with me. Oh my gosh, beautiful soundtrack as well. Oh yeah, Dude, yeah. The soundtrack is fantastic. Uh, and then number one. Uh, drum roll, please. Who knows? I don't know. No one knows. Shin Megami Tensei Five. I mean, come on. 
Um, I've been waiting for this ever since it was first announced when the Switch was first announced, if you guys remember. Mm-hmm. Um, what was that, 2016? The end of 2016? Yes. Um, it, because Switch was what, like March 2017? Well, it, was, like it, was, it was just like, and it was basically like a splash screen, a few right. seconds of animation, and then mm-hmm. the, there's like, yep. boop. <laughs> Well, and like eyes, they were 3D models mm-hmm. of of a bunch of different demons, and just their eyes like peering at you from the darkness. Mm-hmm. Like, like it was it was telling you like ominous. This game is going to be dark, uh, mm-hmm. which it certainly turned out to be. Um, but yeah, it has rekindled uh, just my my not my love for games because obviously I enjoy games a lot. But uh, I had not been playing very many games, and then this one, man, every spare minute that I have for better or for worse <laughs> is going to uh, to this game currently. So, that's my top 5. Micah. Uh games y'all are currently playing, both your top game right now. That's true. So, mm-hmm. recency bias may be in full swing. That's a very good point. Yeah. Could be. Could yeah. be. Um though with that said, I'll I'll um I'll start with this one. I'll start with my with my number 1. It's also Returnal. Mm. Um, so nice. I, I played that back when it released in April, uh, May, I guess is the primary time. Um, that game distilled everything, didn't distill it cause it kind of expanded. I guess it, it, it took the formula that house Mark has done so well with, with their arcade games like Resogun mm-hmm. and dead nation and, and, um, super stardust. And it successfully translated that into this 3d roguelike shooter perfectly like chef's kiss good like i i I felt like i was playing one of their classic 2d arcade games like resogun or whatever Mm -hmm. it it felt so tight it was um the like the visual cue of all the um different like kind of the bullet hell nature of all the projectiles coming at you from the from the enemies you learn their patterns which is exactly what you do in the 2d games um and it ha- it, it kind of has that same uh, difficulty curve and kind of getting the hook of it in a similar way as those games. So I thought that was beautiful first and foremost. Um, secondly, it's just it's just so tight. Like the the the, the roguelike nature, the narrative, all the bells and whistles of the PS5, all that stuff is really good and adds. But like just the gameplay, like Hades. Mm-hmm. Or like um, control, like you get done with a battle, you get done with a room, and you're like, okay, and you're like, man, that was awesome. It's just it delivers that. Let's do that again. Man, that was sweet. That just (laughs) felt right. It felt smooth. I dominated. I was in control the whole time. There's, you know, like those those perfect controls. It's it's a stellar package, man. They 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 really delivered. It has a great difficulty awesome bosses the art design is um probably some of my favorite of the year as well like the direction mm. all that kind of stuff is fantastic um returnal is a really special game really really special game um so yeah that's that's my game of the year a, a couple of other honorable mentions um it takes two. Oh, uh, i haven't heard that oh, one snap. yeah i'm still playing uh, that with megan so holy smokes this game is like pure fun the game <laughs> uh like imagine um it, it kind of reminded me i mentioned in my review for the reform gamers reminded me of astro's playroom a little bit mm. like it's just like this i'm just having so much fun like every 10 minutes you're doing something literally different than what you were 10 minutes prior 
and they, they repeat that like 40 times successfully. It's really a jam. Play it with your wife, play it with a friend, play it with a good gamer buddy, whatever. Mm-hmm. So, so good. I can't sing the praises of this game enough. Like the design, the, 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 like the mechanics and the gameplay design, all the ideas that they toss out there are like kind of some of them are like out there and kind of um, wacky or, but they all work, man. They all really work well. I was very impressed with the takes too. You know, um, just to sort of like throw like an additional sort of like, you know, get, throw an additional rose at it here, you know, for, for better or worse is like Megan and I tried to play overcooked together. And I know a lot of people played overcooked with their spouses and it was like, you know, they're like, yeah, we, we kind of, it was like that game almost broke us. We were like, it was just like, (laughs) we were just like, Oh no, but we've been playing. It takes two together. And like when we play, we sit down, we, we romp through a few stages or like, you know, scenarios we have fun. It's very like, sort of like it's, it, you, you know, it's, it's not just fun for me, even though I tend to be a little more hardcore, it's fun for her even. And she, I mean, she's playing like Ratchet and Clank Rift apart. So she's not a total scrub, but it's like, it's like, yeah, we're, we're vibing. And that's, that's like for them to hit that on that, that level of co-op. And with that, like the, the game is a beautiful game. And, like great design so yeah like mm-hmm. it's it's like honestly the only reason i kind of forgot about it is because we haven't picked it up in a little bit but yeah that's that's a yeah. fantastic honorable mention yeah yeah uh, two other games real quick yeah, i want to yeah. mention real fast um just sort of honorable mentions um a game called fist forged mm. in shadow torch um this you play it's, it's, it's a metroidvania uh, you take on the role of this rabbit with like a mechanical arm that you do a lot of punching and stuff with. This game was super good and surprising. Um, I was kind of itching for a Metroidvania right before Dread came out, and this one delivered, man. It's it's really, really good. I don't play a ton of Metroidvanias, but it's um it's the best one I've played since Hollow Knight. It's not Hollow Knight level. No, no. Well, but, um, it's nothing really, is really except good. for Hollow Knight. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so so Fist is really good. Don't sleep on that one. And the last one I'll mention is this really tiny indie game you can beat it in like an hour probably if you, you know, kind of speed run it um it's called speed limit and it came out earlier this year and it's basically like a high action escape game think like 90s john woo movies um like really like stylized action but in like 16-bit graphics so like you're trying to escape mm-hmm. from like a train like a moving subway train you're running through the cars and there's like gunning and stuff and then you're on a plane like afterburner style and then you're on a motorcycle like road rash and it's just takes a bunch of different sort of genres and Hmm. um kind of gives you these uh like uh like escape from the bad guy kind of scenarios really high action really difficult um but that game um i i I know like literally one other person that's played it but so i want to give it some props um speed limit what's really really good what's that on Nice. It's on um, PSN and Switch for sure. I don't know if it's on Xbox or PC. I would imagine it is, um, but it's definitely for PlayStation. It's definitely for Switch as well. You know, look. Yep, it was uh, Xbox One, Series S, and X as well, and it's on Steam. Yeah, I'd encourage you to watch the trailer for Speed Limit. That might sell you on it. But anyway, yeah, cool. I will add it to my GG app here. But yeah, well, uh, gentlemen, uh, I think we have sort of said about, you know, just real quick, Josh, before I know we had sort of mentioned uh, when we talked about it earlier, near Automata is probably going on the list. I, did we come up with an official placing for it or did we just sort of ballpark it still? 
Yeah, we we ballparked it. Okay. Yeah. It, it didn't nail it down. Okay. 40. I think it should be like in the 40s somewhere. somewhere. That's my personal opinion. Uh, yeah. No, I, I would say that, yeah, it's probably top half. You know, I I definitely don't think it's like greatest of all time. Nier Automata, in my opinion, does things that other games have never done. Yeah. Which mm-hmm. is the reason why I think it needs to be high on the list. Yeah, it's, anyway, that's just my opinion. No, I I think uh, you know, and we'll try to when we do have that conversation, and we'll we'll probably should probably well, yeah, we'll t- we'll talk about that a little bit later. But yeah, uh, when we when we come back to that, but uh, yeah, uh, besides Near Tamada and some of the stuff that we're playing now, like Dread and Shimigami Tensei and Returnal and stuff like that, like I don't really this year was good. Most of the games that I played were good. There were a couple where I was like, meh. Um, but I don't really, like I said, aside from maybe like a placeholder for like Streets of Rage, um, which is a really great game, you know, but I, I just don't, you know, is it kind of like, does it stand in for all brawlers except for River City Ransom, um, which is the eternal number 100? Uh, mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, so yeah, we'll we'll, we'll kind of get around to that, and uh, we'll we'll probably tackle sort of revisiting the list here in an upcoming episode sometime early mm-hmm. next year. Uh, but you know, we have come, we we came here with an agenda tonight. I think, uh, gentlemen, uh, I I am fairly confident that uh, we have pretty much left no stone unturned, uh, <laughs> no. Uh, no ignorance unshamed you know we have sort of we have uh we have not slandered anyone uh but we have ridiculed them uh you know rightfully so i believe and then praised them where uh praises were due and uh you know like i said i i just think this last year has been a pretty good year for games it hasn't it's not like you know total change you know see change kind of or like you know go down in history but it's been an interesting year at, at the very least um and uh you know micah i yeah. do want to thank you for your time tonight uh, it's always a pleasure dude uh i love getting you on the mics here and chopping it up with you i and i josh you would you would say that you enjoy it as well right Oh, certainly. Yes. Yes. This has been a great time. Thank you for spending hours of your evening. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully <laughs> morning. you enjoyed your time with us, Micah. Yes, man. All the time. I love hopping on and chopping up, uh, chopping up anything with you guys, really. But yeah, <laughs> this is, this is especially a satisfying episode talking about the big three. That's my wheelhouse. Yeah. Um, mm. And try to try to keep up with the, the ins and outs of all three and what they're thinking. Um, so yeah, I'm, I love prognosticating too and, and kind of guessing mm. what's going to happen in the future. So yeah, this is sort of an episode where you can kind of do a little bit of that. But yeah. yeah, for sure. But, uh, you know, Hey Josh, real quick before, before we sort of really button this boy up, did you have any sort of like, well, either one of you, Micah, since you're on here, uh, any sort of community shout outs, we, we like to sort of like tack that on sort of as we're wrapping up, um, you know, I just, I, for me, I just want to thank everybody who sort of answered questions. I did not use all of the sort of questions, comments, and answers and stuff, but like, you know, it's been cool how some guys from the Discord, there is one that I didn't really think it fit anything that we were sort of talking about specifically, but uh, I'm going to, it looks like Isaac spelled backwards. Um, 
just mm-hmm. did mention uh, he he said like what his weird moment was was just like Sony pulling the cyberpunk kind of thing and uh you, you know like from the store uh, that was pretty unprecedented and I you know probably definitely should have gone in the the, the at least the weird category um, but I dropped the ball but you know these guys they they sort of like we throw this stuff in there last minute and you know we always get a few responses and and you know more than more than like one or two of them are useful and usable um, which is good and appreciated um, and, and I just, I, I, as a general, like we just have a great community, um, uh, Micah and Josh, mm-hmm. I mean, you guys, we've, I mean, Micah, you've been here pretty much since the beginning, like, you know, but, uh, yeah. Uh, so you guys got any community shout outs that you just like, Hey, good on, good on you breakdown folks. Um, I mean, I'm. We still have a thread of all of us playing Shin Megami Tensei Five, which is a lot of fun. Uh, you know, racing each other after Wes beat it. You know, the that we're still uh, talking about where we are in the game and, and some of the stuff that we've come up against. So uh, that's that's always that's been a lot of fun to to kind of wait around in for me. But I think also um, not to not to uh, you know. Not to name any names, but we started uh, doing some prayer request threads, which mm. I really appreciate. Well, I don't think I've posted much in them, but just like reading through them and remembering them in my prayer times. Uh, it's, it, I don't know. I just think that's super cool that we're able to just, uh, you know, be a little vulnerable with each other and, and share what we're going through. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, the, the guy who started that must be very handsome and smart. Um, <laughs> with a glorious beard. Uh, well, then it's definitely not me. My beard is feeling a little <laughs> scraggly these days. Now, um, yeah, y- y- you know, yeah. Th- I thought that, I just thought that would be a good thing to do. I know that, like right now, yeah. like I'm really coveting prayers, and I think what's really helpful is being able to turn around and just sort of like take my mind off my own crap and to be interceding in prayer for my brothers. Like, and this is what I would say with the prayer stuff. Like, if you guys have something that's like you're not really wanting to share with a group, like, and you want to DM me or Josh, yeah, we we could definitely like pray for you specifically, or just say like, hey, just be praying for me uh, on a situation I don't want to be sort of you know I don't really want to go into detail on, and uh, but yeah, mm-hmm. you know, you guys, uh, yeah, you guys are good. Good bunch of eggs. So, well, um, Micah, did you have anything to add before we sort of? Uh, yeah, real, real, real quick. I uh, just want to shout out the um, our, our fantasy critic mm, league yes. that we're in, Nate, mm-hmm. uh, yes. the Deer Critics. Um, we were talking about them a little bit pre-show, or maybe in the um, yeah, maybe in the patron feed. Anyway. Um, yeah, Alex Castellanos, Eddie, Luke Strain, Adam Sutherland from TRG is over there with us. Um, uh, yeah, those guys are awesome. We have a great time over there. Um, Josh, we were talking. We might be roping you into the next season. We'll see. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that, that's exciting. So, yeah, just a great time over there. Again, if you are into fantasy sports, like fantasy football, whatever, this is kind of the similar thing, but with video game review scores. So, it's like so you, 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 you draft a game awesome. that you th- yeah, you draft a game that you think is going to review well, like an Elden Ring or a God of War. You put it on your roster, and it gives you scores, and you go up against other people in, in the league, and it's it's a lot of fun. So want to shout out those guys. We have an awesome time over there. 
in the deer critics been doing that for uh this will be the fourth year uh we're starting up soon nice. so yeah um very excited very cool time over there so yeah, yeah shout out to those guys no definitely yeah those that that's that's been a real real fun like chill thread for me to hang out in and sort of like be a goofball um yeah but well josh i think uh we have sort of again we have done all the things that we came here to do tonight uh you know before we go uh micah where can they find you on the the interwebs if you want to be found yeah i am um in the uh facebook group i'm over uh, over on twitter a good bit at doug's vest not so much in the discord for the backlog breakdown um but i will pop up from time to time hang on over at the reform gamers a good bit mm-hmm. um do some writing for them on their website i'm actually um a little bit of a tease might be doing something for them uh, for TRG on their YouTube uh, here pretty soon on a more regular mm. basis. But um, anywho, uh, yeah, you can find me over there at Doug's Vest on you know PSN, um, Xbox Live, Twitter, all that kind of stuff, the GG app. Uh, so yeah. Word, word. That's awesome. Josh, um, how about us? Where can they find us? Yeah, the, the kind of similar uh, places on Twitter are handles at BBDowncast. You can email us directly if you want to, just at thebacklogbreakdown at gmail.com. Uh, we do have that Facebook group, the hashtag Backlog Book Club. There's a Discord where we like to hang out, and there's a link for that in the description as well. Uh, and then, you know, if you want to personally reach out, I generally go on the internet, uh, my or generally... My, my handle on the internet, wherever you can find me. I generally go by Broccolope, and Nate goes by... Nate underscore McKeever. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, gentlemen, it's uh, it's been a pleasure. Uh, you know, the, there's that thing, it's like, it's been good, it's been fun, but it hasn't been good fun. That is not true. It has been good fun. Uh, good, clean fun. It's been great fun. Uh, you know, so... But Josh, yeah, all that being said... We've done what we set out to do tonight. In the meantime, what should they do? Guys, keep beating down your backlogs, and we'll keep breaking down the benefits. Indeed. On we. On we. Yes, that was the word I meant last time. On we. <laughs>